Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So Jeff Hurst, the Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones, Paolo DiCaprio, West Ham United. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. We're proud of our history. West Ham United, more than just a podcast. More than just a Is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 10, episode 21. And we've got an announcement before we introduce our presenters for tonight. And that is um, we have got no um, George tonight because he has become a father. Hey. Uh, he has given birth to a, a new hammer. No, he didn't oh. give birth. Well, he didn't give birth. His wife gave birth mm. to a new hammer called Baby Jessica Bucci. Um, I say she's a hammer, but of course he did marry a um, Chelsea season ticket holder. So there might be, um, with the first ball, a little bit of discussion on whether this um, this new addition to the podcast family, because I'm sure she'll be on the podcast one day, um, is a hammer or a... What, what do you call a Chelsea fan? Well... Well, politely, he's your daughter. Be careful. Yeah. Um, And of course, that means uh, so he's not here tonight. He's he's still he's looking after his new baby. So um, we've sent him all the best wishes. But that also means the other person not here is uh, Grandpa Bucci, because because John is now a granddad. So so well done, George, on the birth of your your new child, and well done, Grandpa. Um, Bucci, who's become a grandfather for the first time. Um, but we've still, we've still got um, Caddingtown Lynn. Where are you? What are you doing? Well, I'm in the living room, feeling very tired, with my oh. eyes closed, doing the podcast you, with you. Do you know why? Because you, you never say no. So you kept on taking portraits. No, that's not never true. No. I did say no. Oh. That's not the point. I've still got a lot to do. Yeah. I can't stop like in November, although. Beginning, which I did. Yeah. yeah, you need to rest. I you know. Need to rest, well, that'll be January, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Although, uh, when you do get a moment, could yeah. you update the picture for our Facebook? Because you're not in it at the moment. So ma- maybe we need um, 
Canning Town Len to be amongst the yeah. others. You've, you've got obviously portraits of all of us now. Yeah. Um, Which I need to add weight on to. <laughs> and maybe you can add yourself in with the other yeah, self-portrait group photo for, uh, for the new year once you get some time. I don't want to put any more pressure on you than you have already. No. Um, back late, because he's been in uh, London tier three lockdown, uh, is uh, Nigel. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my kitchen. Oh. Oh, oh no, no, no. You're in your kitchen. Why aren't you in your shed? Uh, you know, I've literally got him from work like 20 minutes ago. So. But you still had enough time to have a slanging match on Twitter, though. Hmm? You still had enough time to uh, go on Twitter and have a little slanging match, I hear. Did I? Yeah. No? Well, a little troll. A little troll of someone made some news. I think it was another one of my customers. What do you got against my customers? Tell me your pie customers and I'll troll them. (laughs) While I'm waiting for you to come on the the Bleaton podcast. I was sitting on the train and I was just... Oh, that's fair enough. I thought you were driving. No, I was Did you not send a photo from the car this morning, or wasn't that you? No, it was more me walking through Trafalgar Square. Oh, was it? No. Oh. In the car. Oh, and your okay. wife said good morning to you on Facebook. That's very strange, Nigel. What? Your wife said good morning to you on postcard. You said she... good morning on, on Facebook, and then she said yeah. Oh, I didn't know she'd done that. <coughs> oh. There's a bit of information. Um, just come through yeah, on your I just WhatsApp. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let me let me talk. Uh, we'll tell you off there. Um, oh, bloody hell. I did that let's... joke ages ago. What? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Read I've it, it Muppet. Now. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well done. Um, I'm not going to give him any, any uh, um, credit for that now. Um so we played Leeds. Um, someone probably got a right. Oh, actually, I think I got the. Didn't I say two one? No, you said. Oh, no, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Jay, I did. didn't you say two one? I said two no, one. Yeah, yeah, I said two one. I said I'll give you your one nil, and I'll go two one. Um, no, no, you didn't. That was the week before. I think I. No, 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 no. Anyway, no. we won two one. Uh, did everyone watch it? Jay, did you watch this game? Yeah, I did. Let's start with you then. Um, what did you think? I enjoyed it. I like I like watching the Amers lately. I feel in the sort of strange sense of wanting to get behind the team and not not overanalyze and you know give it all. Who should we choose? We pick that. I'm just quite content, which is a good job really, because there's nothing else to do at the minute, is there? Change of formation. Although I know Nigel's going to deny that in a minute. Four four. One one. Remind me who who um who Ben Rama placed replaced. Oh Masuaku. Um, Masuaku. But he didn't start on the left, did he? No, he didn't. So they changed the formation. Four so at the back. Who was on the four, left? Four in the middle. Well, they they changed the formation, so it was um four nails, wasn't it? So well, I didn't see him on the left unmatched because he. I remember him shooting from the right hand side and pulling it wide. So what was he doing over there if he was playing on the left? I've seen him come out to the right a couple of times. Or is it just a little bit more um, 
what's the what's the word organic fluid than we imagine yeah fluid than we imagine well let me let me just have a look right the 441 i've got fabianski got cresswell on the left balbana balbana uh, and ogbonna in the middle Soufal on the right uh, uh bowen on the right yeah rice and suchek in the middle and, and fornells on the left ben rama just in front of uh suchek and rice in number 10 spot and, and up front, Alaire. Um, a lot of people gave him a lot of grief just before kickoff. A lot of people going, ah, oh, that won't work. Um, I think I think Nigel was one of the ones who, who went to town on someone who's, who said that afterwards. Did, did you, f- I mean, obviously the formation did work, so it's a bit of a stupid question, but um, what do you think the formation did work? I'm still going to ask it, even though it's a stupid question, Len. Um. Yeah, relatively. I, I didn't. Um, it's difficult to say when when they get an early goal in in the fashion that they did. You can't just say, mm. "Oh, that didn't work." Even mm. if we even even if we didn't score a goal, that that wasn't didn't have too much to do with it. Um, I can't. We had more of the ball as well, so um, I tend to think that formations sort of show themselves when you don't have the ball. I guess. And then when you do have the ball, it, it it can just sort of be a bit more fluid, as Nigel says. Um, but no, I think it works. It should work. You should be at the... If you can build a solid back four, and I know that we struggle when we prefer the five because certain players are adapting better to that system. But if you can feel, build a solid back four, then you can use any system. Well... I'm going to bring you up on saying, I'm afraid, Len. Right. Uh, you said we had more of the ball, but we didn't. Um, well, it looked like it. Um, BBC says we had 36% of possession, which means they had 64. We had 19 shots, 8 on target. They had 13 shots, 7 on target. Oh, there you go. Um, so, we didn't. Um Leeds like to do a sort of running game, don't they? They they always run their their heart out. Yeah, and, they need um, to look at their tactics. If they had more of the ball with us, because they didn't really threaten the goal. No, well, and then also, you know, the, I ran a story, and I'm sure David Moyes picked up on this. I I wrote that twenty percent of uh, all the conceded goals by Leeds, and they conceded, I think, the twice. Oh, as many I heard goals. that all week. Came from set, set pieces. pieces. I heard it all what, week. What happened? They conceded two goals from set pieces. So yeah, they were quite poor, weren't they? Could have been more. David Moyes read it, um, and um, although we again, you know, uh, you know what I'm going to say, and um, we got lucky again. <laughs> we got lucky again that we should have taken our chances. Uh, Alaire, I think, missed a hat trick of chances in the first half, and another two in the second half. And, um, you know, thank God for... I, I know the goal was coming, right? Yeah, in the second half, the goal was coming. You know when you get that feeling, a goal was coming. But it didn't come until oh, Bonner jumped up and so headed it So it did in. come then? Well, it did come. But, but you know, when you have a one-goal margin, you think, well, it could have gone either way and we got a bit lucky. We could yeah, but then punished. again, you could say it's a better time to score late on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm not going to take it away. This is what I'm saying. This is how I'm watching the game now. One day our luck will run out and they'll shrug your shoulders and get on with it. It's how I'm feeling at the moment. We got up to fifth at the time. Obviously, we've dropped down to sixth now. But I I felt, I never felt 
that were in danger for the whole game. I'm going to come to Nigel in a minute. I've never felt... You know sometimes you watch a game and you just feel nervous and you think they're going to score. I never felt that. No, I me neither. they were an awful lead side who just didn't look like they were going to score. I was surprised, you know. And, and, and when we got to the penalty, and maybe we can talk to Nigel about the penalty, you know, I think that was so unfair. You know, we... we all right, so it was a penalty. I don't think there's any doubt in that. But as uh, Peter Cech said, you know, what what is what is Fabianski supposed to do? You know, he moves a millimetre off the line and, and he's penalised. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I know he must be chewing his tongue off waiting to talk, uh, Nigel, as I, I talk what he will regard as rubbish. Anything else to mention then before we move over to Nigel? No, no. Off you go. Go on, Nigel. Nigel? Hello? He's gone. Yeah. What? <laughs> Over to you. All right. I saw you. I was zoned out. You was talking yeah, to I, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. We've had our say. Now you have your say. Uh, I mean, it was a penalty, wasn't it? I, I, I'm with yeah. you. It was asked to, to make him retake it. Goalkeeper's union and all that? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I mean, for me, it still looked like the back of his heel was on the on the line. But obviously, they've deemed him to be um, off the line. It, it, it's funny because when, when he saved it, you think, my life, I've never known a season for so many penalties to be given against West Ham, but none of them scored. Yeah. But, you know, they got the second bite of it. But the good thing is it was so early in the game... I, I still fancied us to get, you know, something from the game. Yeah. We soon built our way back in. Um, we're, we're obviously very dangerous at set pieces. And I think there is a bit of truth to it in that Moyes has found his new uh, Fellaini in Suchek. But I think, I actually think Suchek's a better ball player uh, than Fellaini. Fellaini mm. wasn't a bad player, to be fair. Mm. You know, I know it was Moyes that took him to Man United, but when Moyes left, Fellaini stayed for a few more years, played for Belgium and done very well for them. So, you know, Fellaini was no bad player and I'm quite pleased that if they want to say that about Suchek. Don't have a problem with that whatsoever. Um, they're tall. I mean, Suchek's six foot four. Um, is it Rice is six foot two, six foot three? Uh, Bonner's six foot two, six foot three. Who, who else is the other tall one in our lineup? Fabio Brainer, probably. Um, their their tallest man in in their team was six foot one, which I think our one of our you know of of compared against the West Ham was was the smallest. This is what the commentator said. Did uh, do inches matter, Nigel? Uh, well, of course, inches matter. Yeah, <laughs> any woman will tell you that. Um, <laughs> boom, boom. No, yeah, especially when you've got the delivery from the set pieces uh, and, and you're putting the ball in straight into the middle of the area like we, we are starting to do into the danger zone. So, you know, every, every inch helps, to be fair. And, and you could see that that's where we were going to get um, our best chances from, set pieces. Again, I've not got a problem with that. We, we played some nice football, though. Let's not get that. I mean... The build-up to Haller's overhead kick that the keeper pulled off a fantastic save. The build-up football to that, you know, we've not seen that type of football for a good few years. 
mm-hmm. even under Pellegrini so, so much. So all in all, I'd, I wouldn't even say we rode our luck with... It, it, the one thing I would say is Leeds had a fair few chances, but it seemed like every shot or every head they had went straight to Fabianski. It did, didn't it? It didn't I, have I to pull off well. outstanding saves, but he, he was in, the, he was in the, you know, the right place at the right time. Good keeper positioning. I think mm. we call that. He's in the optimum position. So the balls went straight at him. So mm. a, a good performance by Fabianski as well. All round. Even Haller, you know, he... He'd lost the ball at times, but I thought he did well. He had a few shots that were blocked and deflected that were on target. And he, he made himself busy. I don't get... I, 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 when I say I don't get it, I don't get why West Ham fans have to pick on someone. Well, why, why did you ask a question on Twitter then, asking whether he should be sold in, in January? Oh, you want to play that game, dear? He <laughs> tempted you, play that game. It does tempt, do you know what I mean? A silly thing to say. Oh, no, because that's fine. You can play that game. I'm just asking. It's a valid question. Yeah, you did just ask. (laughs) (laughs) That was the answer. You let Nigel carry the can. That's fine. I don't mind doing that. I'll take that. All right. So, LR, let's ask Lenin yourself. Look. We've got we've got Antonio coming back maybe for the Chelsea game maybe not you know we've got to make sure he's fit. We've got the January window opening in in five games time. Well, we may or may not get Josh King. More of that later. Um, time's running out for a layer. Even whether fans think he's up, there's got to be a point where the manager sort of says this ain't working. I don't think they can afford to put him in week in week out. Um, up front and leave other people like Antonio or a backup striker on, on the bench? Or am I wrong? Who is the backup striker on the bench? Sorry? Who is the backup striker on the bench? Well, uh, well I'm talking about Antonio coming back, obviously. And he's not I'm, back. It, we will be. And I'm talking about getting maybe Josh King or someone else in, in January. We haven't got well. him. So why don't we just get behind that a little bit? It's only a couple of games. What was that? I, you know, I, I I can see where you're coming from. I just don't see kind of what I can un- understand the disappointment because of the money we paid for him. I know that mm-hmm. that's not his but, fault, though, is no, it? No, of course it's not his fault at all. So you got to get behind the guy because he's a West Ham player. Antonio isn't fit. We have got no one else to pl- to play there unless you want to try Ben Rama. Um, I don't. He just really... seems short on confidence. Not, we won't be, get, get any being left out. I just don't. I don't he looked think sure he's confident when he done the overhead kick. Yeah. He, uh, I, I think he had he had a few chances. Um, as I said, that the Leeds oh, players managed to snuff chances. out on block. So five chances in that game, Nigel. Right. Well, th- therefore, he was in the right place, wasn't it? And we got the ball he to was, him. But he can't finish. Oh, hold you up. Know. Right. One, the keeper's pulled off a blinding save. Two of his shots were blocked by defenders in front of him. Yeah, so they were on target. So what does that leave? Two that were possibly off target. Target. That's not bad, Sean. No, it's not. I don't know where this 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 theory of him totally being a bad striker comes from. 
really. I know it doesn't look like we're playing his way and we 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 look like we could do with a more hard working striker. Um but that's you know we 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 we're playing with the hand we dealt and we're winning. And when we say I'm um, this this attitude that that the fans might not be getting behind Haller, how do we know? There's no fans there. We're just taking another snapshot from social again, oh, aren't yeah. we? I, I, uh, yeah, we we did that, you know, Twitter poll Saturday with Amma's mm. poll. And uh, to be fair, uh, it was, someone's called it a, another Brexit vote. But the fan base is 50-50 according to that poll, 800 people yeah. vote. Yeah, yeah. So why it's slightly erred on the keep him side. So I think that shows you, actually, mm. he hasn't lost the confidence. He's lost confidence of a certain section of the fan base, but I see a lot of people coming out and backing him. And Where do you sit? Who, me? Yeah. Well, I voted no, didn't I? You know, someone did say to me, oh, stupid pole, undermining him. And then I went, well, I <laughs> voted was. no. Oh, it was quite funny because I said, well, I voted no. Am I still undermining him? And he went, not you, the people that did the poll. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, right then. <laughs> but, it, you know, it was a question there to be asked. And actually... It was I've, a question there to beat me in, in the in the competition. Well, yeah, actually, it was a question. <laughs> Let's be honest. It was a question to get me more than 700 votes. And it worked. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you called me a sellout, you know, but there you go. But as I said... It's a good I, question. Thank you for that, Sean. It's a good question. How did you vote? I voted yes. Oh, well, that sums you up, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I know it does. I, I, I just don't look. I, I remember what I was told originally. I, I, I've just got this gut feeling that it's not going to work out for him. I wish to be proved wrong. Let's let's talk about formation uh, now, Nigel. Nineteen hundred, July the fifth. Um, four, four, oh. one, one. Um, I wrote a story about Moise's new formation. I asked you to look at it. And what did you say? Uh, I'm not reading that crap. No, no, after that. After that. Um, Perhaps I alluded to the fact that if you go back and watch the Man United game, you'll see Masuaku playing in front of Criswell, Criswell playing out wide left at the back, and that perhaps it wasn't a change of formation. And that's why um, he... But when Masuaku was out, he brought Ben Rama in rather than bringing Diop in. Because if he was playing five at the back and he was more than happy to play five at the back, he would have brought a central defender in to replace Masuaku. So then that would then push Cresswell out left, but he didn't. So I'll revert back to, I see it more as a 4-4-2 with Masuaku doubling up with Cresswell to help out on the left. I don't mean to be funny, but you always disagreed there was ever five at the back as well. No, vehemently yeah, disagreed. I, 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 when you look and watch, Masuaku hugs that left touch line like a winger. And when you look at, and what the main thing is, is look at Creswell's positioning. Now, if you're left side of centre half, you're going to play on the edge of the D, uh, sort of on the left side of the D. 
when you look at where Creswell's main positioning is, it's on the edge of the area, the far left. Well, that's the left-back position. And I think what we're seeing is people get confused because when we were on the defending, Masaraku's coming back and helping out, which when we had Anderson there, we never saw. So it was I'd imagine Masaraku there was done to help Creswell out. And it worked out that it both freed up both Creswell and Masuaku. Um, it gave them a bit of license and freedom. All right, so let's just go through the evolution, just so I understand it as far as when we started off the season, right? What what was the formation, Nigel? Four at the back. Newcastle. Four five one. A four five one, yeah? Yeah. And then we move on to the new formation after uh, Masuaku came into the team. What what was it then? Well, I, I maintained it was still um, a four at the back with with a five. Uh, when you when you looked at when they brought Kufau in, and you looked at Kufau, people were calling him a right wing back. But then I said, mm. well, and then but no one could tell me where Bowen was playing because Bowen was playing wide right. Now if Kufau's wing back. You wouldn't have Bowen wide right in front of him. Okay. Again, it, it, when you look at where Creswell was, more as a left back, and then he had Masuaku in front of him. I'd have to look at replays to know whether you've, you've got a point or not. So, formation against Manchester United. Yeah. What was it? Again, I'm, I, I, I believe it was more of a 4 5 1. Okay, and and against Leeds, this four for four one one. I've, I've never understood that. It's either for me, it's always been it's either it's, four, it's four, four five. So we're all basically saying everything's a four five one since the, the, the whole season. Yeah, because he's he's not playing two strikers. So basically, right. but what he did, what I think he, he you could say is that. Um, Maybe alone. Ben Rama was further forward, and Ben Rama basically had it to me, which which I think is ideal for him is give him a free reign, don't mm. actually pigeonhole him. So don't say, and, and that's when it comes down to the four five one one. So you had Haller central the whole time. Don't leave that central spot. Let Ben Rama do a lot of the running around. Go here, go there. Ben Rama popped up left, popped up right, popped up central, and. That's a, that's great because some teams then they don't know how to mark him because they'll yeah. if they put a man. He had a good game, didn't he? No. He was my man of the match. Yeah, um, he, 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 hard to drop him now. I would imagine for Moyes. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see when Antonio comes back how that works. If if you did put Antonio in for Haller, when it comes to Ben Rama, will that nullify Ben Rama a bit? Because obviously Antonio plays totally different towards Haller. Haller just stayed central and it always gave West Ham a focal point. Rightly or wrongly, whether the ball bounced off of him. I mean, that stat I had to go at that idiot the day on Twitter in about Kufau making, you know... Kufau. Yeah, having more headers or winning more headering. When you say that idiot... Well, he calls himself a journalist, but to come out with a stat like that, where he where he said Kufal out jumped Haller more times in the game, and you think how could he out jump him? They never jumped against each other. Fair enough. How can you? How can you? Oh, I see what you mean. That stat, Kufal won more redders than Haller. 
if they're not they're not jumping against each other. They're I'm on sure the same team. A couple of people, you know, you know, we just repeat what someone else said. Well, you know, so therefore, never original thought between us. Well, you say that, but I, I look at I, I looked at what that bloke Henry, whatever his name is, put, and I'm thinking, come on, mate, use your brain. That's just as I said, a waste of a tweet. He's not looked at it or thought about it. He's just seen something, a worthless stat, and thought, oh, yeah, that'll look good. But it yeah. don't, because I thought it made him look stupid. Yeah. I didn't have Len. a stat with him, though, because I don't think he replied, did he? <laughs> Len, who was your man of the match? Um, who was my man of the match? Probably going to have to go... No, I'm not going to go Ben Rahm. We're going to go Suchek. Good, good choice. Mm. He's, he's been a right bargain, yes. Nigel, who would you go as your man of the match? Or yeah, maybe I'll gonna come to think of it now. Um, it was quite astounding. Uh, yeah, at the back, Ogbonna did well. I, it's hard for me to pick one player. I thought that it was mm. an outstanding. I mean, we've not even talked I know about Rice got the, uh, yeah, the Sky Man of the it's match. It's like but... Scott Parker Award now, isn't it? It gets yeah, a bit boring. They just give it the deck yeah. on my street. Uh, the, the move of the match was Ogbonna crossing the ball to Balbuena to hit the post. Yeah. Talking of that, how many times do you think we've hit the woodwork? What, this season? This season. About seven. Ten. Ten. We've hit the woodwork the most times in the whole of the Premier League. Um, three clubs on seven, but we've hit the woodwork um, ten times. Who's hit the woodwork the most times out of West Ham? Declan, is nope. it a couple of times? Uh, Haller. Nope. Oh. Two. Nope. Two. Or one. Um, how about Fornells? You are right, Lenny Boy. It is Fornells. Three times he's hit the woodwork this season. Bless his little cotton socks. Okay. People criticise him at times. Yeah, I know they do. They do. They give him a lot of grief, but the gaffer likes him. Um, we'll, we'll move on in a minute to Andrew. Is there anything else we want to say about the game? Um, it's, well, I just wanted to thought how funny that Bielsa definitely looks like Jack Dugworth. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? <laughs> so, Bielsa, to be fair, gave his team away. Um, in the press conference, and gave it all out. We're talking about on the Wednesday. Yeah, but was a bit, the thing about Leeds is they had a few injuries as well. They weren't a bad team, you know. I don't think Leeds played badly. Bamford, you could say, was disappointing, or we well we managed him well. You know, it's possible that Moyes done his own work. Told Bam- Bamford had a day off, but um, did you hear about Robert Snodgrass? Do you hear what he did? What did he do? Well, you know, he was at Leeds, obviously. Yes. Yeah. So he went up to the old security man who'd been in there for ages and he took off his shirt and, and wrote it to Jim, uh, big fella, blah, 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 um, and signed it Robert Snodgrass. And, uh, well, it's West Ham prob- shirt. Yeah, it's West Ham shirt, yeah. It's probably Leeds fan. But, well, but, you know, his car with it. It's, it's a nice 
nice touch, you know, remembering the little people, although he doesn't sound he's a big fella. Um, but, you know, it's just not... That's that's typical of um, the kind of thing Robert Snodgrass would do, isn't it? And uh, we'd know nothing about that. He didn't publicise it himself. It was the security guard who then put it on social media that he'd been given the shirt by um, Robert Snodgrass from his, his... You know, he remembered him from his days at uh, Leeds. Nice little human story. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. I think he played against us, Snodgrass, for Leeds when we were Did in he? the championship. No, Simon yeah. played Leeds. I think he was in their team. Did Did you hear that uh, Jack Jack Collison could be back to manage the West Ham women? Because I know how much you follow the West Ham women, you two. Who? Ah, uh, you're, yeah, I do actually. Well, I don't, but yes, I do. But I might be. I'll move on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so I might follow her a bit more than you think lately for some reason. Oh, oh yeah. Jack Collison's moment. Um, Is that because he's out in Atlanta? So he's um. What's he's wrong with the? the what's, are we still without a manager? I thought someone. Yeah. Was, oh, okay. Yeah, we sacked yeah. in uh, last month in November. They sacked. Uh, I forget his name. Beard. Mutual consent. Beard. What's his name? Beard. Yeah, beard. The beard. Yeah. Well, considering I don't follow him, it's funny how I know the manager is. Matt it? Beard. You're right. That's it. Um, so Jack's on the lookout for him. Apparently, um, Collison's the front runner. Yeah, that's... In the okay. US. So a year ago oh. today, we beat Southampton 1-0 and Haller scored. Really? Haller Greeny was the manager. Uh, Southampton went third from bottom. Interesting. I was in Germany watching Cologne win 3 0 against Leverkusen. Should we do a li- little news segment? If you've got any, yeah. Be- oh, make sure it is little, though. It is little. Masuaku. Um, this is the story that obviously the gaffer on his pre match conference not like. Well, no, he did lie. He didn't want to give away his team selection, so we didn't mention. He mentioned Antonio. Frederick's had a little bit of a knock. But failed to mention Atum, uh, Arthur Masuaku um, <coughs> was having an operation. And the only problem with this subterfuge is Arthur Masuaku published a picture of himself in hospital after the operation with his thumbs up saying, I'll keep you updated. He was immediately told to take it down, and he did. But the cat was out of the bag. So we went to the club and said, what's going on? And they wouldn't answer. And we said, come on, what's going on? And they went, we don't give out uh, team news. And I went, well, no, you don't give it out. Your player does. Your player does. And, you know, you can't, you've got to make a statement. But they didn't. They would say nothing. And we asked people and they, nothing. So, of course, we went to certain sources. First source said no. We went to another source until we got the truth. And the truth of the matter is, he's been carrying a knee injury for some time. And it's been niggling. Um. And this is why he's been missing these international games. And for some reason, he he tries to get it. He gets it done now. He has a, 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 I was told by someone close to the club that he had exploratory knee surgery, a clear out. I don't know what clear out, but they, they go into the knee, keyhole surgery, clear out um, whatever it is in the knee. And now they're letting it rest for two weeks. And, and now it's down to how it feels, whether he needs more surgery or whether... So we're told he could only be out for three weeks, which means he could be back on the 2nd of January. Um, or if he needs 
more serious surgery, if it still feels bad to him, then it might be longer. However, it might be he'll carry on for the rest of the season and then have his knee surgery at the end of the season. Now, some people on Twitter have said, and there is just truth, funny how, you know, for two years he's been sitting on the bench not really playing, and it's only now when he starts playing that um, he decides he needs surgery. Perhaps it only hurt when he played. Well, maybe, but doesn't doesn't he play, like, practice games and train every day? But you don't play how you train, do you? No, maybe not. Uh, moving on to Antonio. Antonio... Um, penciled in because he always does he wants to come back for he started training again he wants to come back for the Chelsea game um they don't want to risk him if he's not absolutely fit so he's got to prove to everyone that he's not going to break down again obviously what happened with Villa he came back the manager says oh no no it's a brand new injury not the old one we didn't rush him back (laughs) yeah right uh he got hit on the back of the car and it's a new hamstring injury Uh, so Chelsea on the 21st December is where he's targeting his return. I think we might not see him till the new year. He's got to really prove that he, he is absolutely ready. The next one. Should we rush is, him back quickly? I don't think we should rush him back. No. I don't think there's any need for it. But he apparently he's the one who wants to rush back. And he always is like this, apparently. He's always in a rush to get back. He doesn't want to miss games. You'd want him back, though, wouldn't you? Just to get Allah out of the thing, because you don't like Allah. But... <laughs> Right, let's move on to Diop. So Diop was a surprise admission um, on uh, a Leeds. He travelled to Leeds, but but everyone thought he might start. But he was missing from the squad. He wasn't even on the bench. First of all, we thought he had a knock or a um, um, or a you know an injury. Uh, the club told me in the end, no, he's not injured. We won't go into details. But they said, but the manager will explain after the game. Well, the manager didn't ask the game, and I said, why did the manager not explain after the game? And they went because no journalist asked him. And I went, well, there was a journalist that wanted to ask him, but he wasn't given a question. They went, you should have put his hand up. And I'm going, oh, for Christ's sake, what is wrong? Anyway, they wouldn't say. So went to a senior source who said, look, it's completely the manager's decision. He wanted to give Craig uh, Dawson a chance on the bench uh, to cover uh, because he wants Craig Dawson to fill part of the squad, which is fair enough. Uh, there have been all kinds of rumours and conspiracy theories. I'm sorry, but I am going to call out Irons United on this because Stell did contact me and talk to me about, and last night on his show he talked about that a club has come in for for Diop. There's speculation that um, Liverpool are in for Diop. Um, And I just said said to him, do you know what? I'll check. I'll talk to two agents and I'll talk to the senior source. And they all said no. It's not yeah, true. Yeah, but why? Why? Why did still? I, I'm gonna. Why did still go like come to you with that? What? What kick started that? What? Well, well, I don't know. You tell me. All right, you seem to be in the know on this. Yes, because you text him by accident a text that you meant to text someone else. <laughs> <laughs> so that happens a lot, actually. Yeah, I can imagine it did make me giggle, and and it was like. Oh, hold up a minute. What's going on then? And uh Yeah, I did. Yeah, you, you are absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> I should stop doing that. I really I get too busy and I I, I did it with our group earlier. I sent a, a text to someone else and sent it to this group and quickly deleted it. Right. Um so look, my understanding is Diop hasn't fallen out with a gaffer, he's not injured, he hasn't got a knock. 
He has, he's not upset. He's not being rested to be sold. Um, and in fact, actually, the, the the agents, and I asked two different agents and a, and a senior source, and they all said the same thing. And this won't be very palatable, but let me say it anyway. They said, there are no inquiries. There's no one incoming for January. There is no one outbound for January as it stands at the moment. And that's the, you know, middle of December. No inquiries. They've not put anyone in the shop window. They've not highlighted anyone that they're actively negotiating for. Um, I'm just a messenger. I'm just saying, as it stands, there is no business to be done. Now, things can change, except, but at the, at the moment, we're not actively trying to sell one, anyone or bring anyone in for January. And it brings me to my last uh, story. Uh, about players that is, and that's Winston Reed. Winston Reed has finished his um, uh, loan for the MLS for uh, Sporting Kansas. He, uh, they did not decide to take up the options, take him permanently. Oh. They are apparently still in negotiations as a pop possible second loan. Uh, I think he made ten appearances for Sporting Kansas in the MLS. Um, and West Ham could do have the option. He's remember he's he's got a contract to 2023. So my quick question: Would you take him back, Nigel? Uh, I'd like to. Yeah, I, I'd like to see what he can do again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, me too. Yeah. Is yeah. he going to be at the end of the day? Listen, if we're resorting, no disrespect, not seeing the bloke play, Craig Dawson, though. Yeah, strange signing. He's obviously a squad filler. Yeah. So if we're resorting to that, then surely it's worth having a look at Reed. Yeah. If, especially since he's been playing in America. Let's see if he can do it over here or not. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, let's move on to Philippe Anderson. Philippe Anderson was missing yet again uh, for Porto. So they played yesterday. He was an unused substitute. He was So he's fit. He's on the bench. I know he played Champions League, but I mean the amount of appearances he's getting. I don't know quite what's going on there. And when he, you know, there is no recall. He's there for the season. You know, we don't plan to call him back in January. Um, there will just be twelve months on his contract when that loan period ends. Uh, a player we bought for thirty-four million pounds. Um, I, I don't know. I, I asked Nigel, where, where does he, where does, where does Anderson go from here? He can't. He, we've loaned him out, and he can't even get a game at Porto. Where does he go from here? Um, the, the the worst thing about that for us is is the value of him. Yeah, because if, if he's mm. deemed not good enough to be playing in Porto, any club possibly in Spain or Italy that that would take him. Are probably going to think twice, and you get players who he's played for Lazio and he's come to West Ham. Yeah, I would imagine he'd be one, in, and he's gone to Porto Champions League team. He's probably looking to to play for that type of team, either in Spain or or in Italy. But I couldn't see any team that of that ilk looking at him. So it's possible. We could be not stuck with him, but he'd come back to us and he might have to go back to Brazil or accept. You know, I can't see him getting the wages anywhere else that he gets off of us either. Well, 
uh, what value has he got with just twelve months left on his contract? Well, this this is the, you know, this is the thing. Well, about thirteen million quid. Oh no, that's from January next year. Now, look, 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 let million. me tell you now. First, first of all, <laughs> Josh King is not a done deal. I mean, a lot of people think Josh King is a done deal. It is not a done deal. I, on the back of Nigel's question, someone asked me four questions, right? I can't remember what those four questions were. Who would where buy would, Where would he go? Who would buy him? Yeah, where would he Who go? Would Who would buy him? Teller, you know. Who would replace him? And how much would it cost? And I wrote, look, it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek, but suddenly it becomes gospel, and everybody's tweeting it and talking about it. Because it's so you that says it. Frankfurt, 22 and a half million. Josh King, 13 million. And then, <laughs> and then all the big pants are tweeting it and talking about it. And, and then, good. I'll tell you what, the, the person who got the joke is West Ham Rambles, who, who tweeted a picture of my, my my valuation of Watkins for 9 million. Go, yeah, the same guy who said. Everyone was talking guys. about it. I know. It was a bit of fun, right? I like to have a bit of fun on Twitter now. Yeah. I'm allowed my own opinion. As I pointed out to Sean, you you can't have an opinion. You gave you sold your opinion. You sold your opinion. So on Twitter, you don't get to have an opinion now, or, or you don't get your opinion treated the way most people would treat any other person's opinion because you sold your opinion. How much should you get for it, Sean? Because if you've got a good price, mine's for sale. Well, from my opinion, yeah. Five pound a question, oh. so it was twenty quid. Anyway, um, one an award. Yeah. Who did? Oh no, we're up for an award. Who? West Ham. Oh, for what? More than just a podcast. Right? No, no, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, I guess well, so. we, we once won a Lenny. We did. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that looks true. more suspect when, now he's joined us. <laughs> when, yeah. <laughs> no praise, no praise. Um, we once came, I think, third in our own award of Best West Ham Podcast. Um, so, uh, did we what come West, third? Uh, what award West Ham won? Uh, huh? Right against modern football, yeah. This is this, and this shows to me why, no matter what the, the the media and marketing department do, why they got their heads up their asses, because they've been put forward for the best seat in the house, brought to you by Experience Kizume, has been non- nominated for the European Sponsorship Association Award. Fuck off. Uh, well, but this is the funny thing is, so what this does is you, you can apply to, uh, you know, every game you can join a Zoom call uh, with a player and watch the game with them from your living room and they're in their living room. But it's the way oh, they God. go. So far, they've had club legends, Marlon Harewood, yeah, and Jack Collison, legends. No, come on. Heroes. This is the favourite. Also, yeah, the campaign has continued with the likes of David James and Tony Cotty joining the list of Amma's legends. David James? Amma's legend? No. Cotty, yeah. Holy soul, Cotty for me. But anyway. Um, anyway, um, moving on. I thought you'd like that story, Sean. It was a good story, bro. Cool story. 
right. Um, tier three. So uh, everybody, we didn't get a golden ticket, did we, Nigel? Bastards. And we're we're not laughing at all. That no, we're not laughing. Right. Ah. <laughs> People who did get a ticket have lost it, and because um, the, the the government have first announced that we're going to change their tiers on um, on Wednesday, but it wouldn't come into force to midnight on Saturday, so Friday night. Um, but all of a sudden, that changed because there's a new strain around. Apparently, in towners are spreading it, um, particularly in East London, and. Um, and London is being plunged into tier three. But we're all right in Surrey. We're still t- tier two. Um, so no no problems with us here. But y- you lot, use lot in, yeah. in, um, in London boroughs, um, which includes John, actually. John doesn't in a London borough. He's in the London borough of Kingston. Uh, obviously, George doesn't affect. Are you in a London borough? Which London borough are you in, um, Len? I'm not in one, but I'm still in, in tier three. Oh, are you? Just outside it, yeah. What 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 area are you in that's in tier three? I'm in Broxbourne. All right, okay. And Nigel, you're in Essex. You're not in a London borough either, are you? I'm in Forrock. And and that's tier three. Yep. Yeah, I nice. saw the first two I saw there were Thurrock and Broxbourne. Yeah, dirty, dirty. No, I'm not starting that again. Um, um. Yeah, so as soon as it started, we had one game, Man United, and um, it stopped again. Um, look, I can't see anything happening for Brighton. I can't see anything happening for West Brom, which is in early January. Um, the people who won the ticket have been given a choice. They can either get a full refund or they can keep their golden ticket for the next time um, fans are allowed in again. Oh, okay. Uh, when do you think fans will be allowed in again, Nigel? Next season, you reckon? I, uh, yeah, I said to someone, I think it was Suribi in Germany, that I've, I've, what I've done is virtually wrote off being at a game this season. Oh, really? Yeah. I think with what, the, the vaccine coming out, you don't think, I think the that by sort of time. April time... Um, the, the over 50s are bottom of a very long list. Uh, not me, mate. No? Oh, no. no. Oh, right. My asthma comes in useful for some things. Oh, does it? Um, I'll wheeze. <laughs> and I'll be able to, you know, over 50 with asthma, I, I jump up a little bit up the queue, mate. Well, yeah, but I I, I don't. Um, no. Nor do most people. So what it, it seems to me is that it's probably going to take four to six months to vaccinate as many, you know, the vast majority yep. of the people. So by then the season will be over. Yeah, I think you may be right. I mean, what you got to remember is, is they start vaccination now, but then you have to um, have another one 21 days later. Yep. But then it don't start working for another week after that. So the people yeah, that have been vaccinated. Uh, uh, is uh, it an injection? Yeah, yeah, it's two. So um, you have to have one. Then you have to go back three weeks later, have a second yeah, one, and then a week days. after that, you should be um, protected. It should be working. So that's a month. So if they're just starting now with the care workers, the elderly, and 
Well, that's the, the, the whole stadium will be talking with the overrated. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 care workers and NHS people. That's all right, isn't it? Think, yeah, but have your little passport. You're allowed into West Ham game if you've got a passport. One of the you know vaccine. Well, you passport. could do it that way. I'd, I I wouldn't have a problem with that if they if they turn around and got two thousand NHS. Yeah, I mean, my my son was sent home for the third time on self isolation after someone in his year group has found it. My my stepdaughter has been sent home in the middle of mocks for the same reason um, that someone who, who was sitting close to in the mocks has, has tested positive. Next door neighbours are still ill from it. It it is it is all around. It's everywhere. There's when no you getting said away my from son it. Sent, I've brought me back memories of my mum. Um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so anyway, all seem to be a pastime of mine. Anyway, it's not a, a COVID po- podcast. We have enough COVID in our normal lives. Last last bit of news is is survey time. Survey Yay. says our survey says. Uh, can you do that? What what was it? Our survey says. <coughs> That's it. Well done then. Um. So Hammers United, as you know, last week, Andy was on talking about Hammers United. They've launched their survey. We're going to put the link on the um, on the Facebook group. Um, uh, but I, I did an article on it as well. Um, and, and 24 hours before they launched it, without any fanfare or build-up, the, quiet, the club quietly launched their own survey. Um, and... You know, I don't believe in coincidences. No, they're crafty fuckers. It has to be linked. And, um, you know, I I think it's quite a bad show of of them to just, you know, uh, try and hijack them. Can I ask you guys, have you done one or both survey? I I could have finished the, the, the club survey because they asked one question and said three words that most describe us. The conceited oh. cunts. Um, and I, could, I couldn't even... There was no negative words. So, yeah. I couldn't even pick one, let alone three, so I couldn't move on to the next question. Yeah. It was Nigel. the worst... Uh, oh. um, I did, I've done both. Have you? Yeah. Um, I tell you, I actually recorded me doing both, so I'm going to do a little oh. video. Oh, good. That's um, a good idea. Did you like it? I thought so. Um, That's a good, really good idea. Yeah. So I, I'm going to sit and do a video later this week uh, with the two surveys. If um, I'm if I'm being completely honest, I know I, what you're going to say. What am I going to say? The Hammers United one was far better, and it 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 read like it was written by a fan. The club one didn't sound like it came <laughs> from a fan at all. Wasn't it? Oh, it should have been what you were going to say. I was going to say, in some ways, both of them were loaded. You know, the club well, one is certainly loaded into no negative words, no negative emotions. It's been loaded to get the certain answers they're looking for. But equally, I feel that a lot of um, Hams United are loaded. No, but it's coming your- from a fans perspective yeah, I, I don't and, and think, I think it's it also loaded. loaded to the FSA you know would you want to become a member of the FSA was one of the questions and, yeah and, I, and that I, did, well. I did 
put me down. I used to be a member of the FSA and get, and get emails from them years ago. I actually went to an FSA committee meeting. And it was yeah. after being in that FSA committee meeting, I looked around and thought, my God, is this the best we can do? Um, there, there was a few idiots there. Yeah. Um, it, it weren't for me. I, I found, I mean, we can do this here. So from the club, yeah, please select three words below you most associate with West Ham. This is the one. Yeah. Go on. I did struggle. Reliable, hardworking, dignified, <laughs> passionate, challenger, innovative, honest, 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 right, unified, loyal, ambitious, respected, courageous, inclusive, peerless, None of them. family friendly, no. relentless. Yeah. None now, of them. I, I put this, it says, please select three words you associate with West Ham. And I, I, I struggled with this because. I to add what in what way do you define West Ham? And I took it as the club and not the ownership. I, I think I went for passionate, yeah, yeah. Uh, loyal, um, and I, I can't family remember. friendly is the third one I went what, for. Uh, How are they family friendly if they haven't got a family enclosure? Yeah, I don't yeah hang on, we're talking about the club, not the stadium, yeah. and not well, the with the clubs decided not to have a family enclosure. Oh, I'll get him you, your you point. It's a family club family by... by... £99 tickets. You can't say that's not family friendly. You can throw a lot of things at them. So I've got the free I did, yeah. So I've, I've played the video so I can see it. And I, and I did, as I said, I did passionate, loyal, and I actually did respected. Okay. So thought, uh, as a club as a whole, we were uh, we are a respected club. But, I, but it's hard because I was taking it as a whole and I... And what I didn't want to do was to do this survey, the club survey, about the owners. I tried to do it about the club. And I filmed yeah. it, and, and people can see what I've filled in. You know, naturally, I have put in, I think the owners need to leave. I was a bit more respectful in the way I wrote it than a lot of people that I've seen. But each yeah. year, right? So, um, but you've got to ask, when you're answering them a question for a survey, you got to ask, the answers have got to be right now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's no point in doing the survey. And that's what we're talking about. That's why I don't think they can answer any of them. You can't say they're ambitious, because Sean says the, uh, the, 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 the cupboard's bare. I mean, there were some questions I struggled with for them. I, I mean, I filmed me doing it. It took me 23 minutes to do their survey. Really? It's, I just, I'm reading think the question thinking, what? What do I put? You, you, know, you know, this, oh, I don't like it where it says one being unimportant and five being very important. Thinking about email communications, rate the importance of the following topics. I'm thinking, well, I'm not really bothered. So actually, near enough, everything got one. Not unimportant. And, and that's that's what I. Is there a question? And I, I thought it was. I thought there wasn't any chance to be negative. And I, but but equally on the Hamish United you know, boxes where you could write in. Well, there so there wasn't boxes to be on the Hamish United. So on the Hamish United, oh, no. the first thing it asked on question ten was, you know, 
what are the first three things that you want to prioritize? And it was a campaign for change of ownership, affordable mascots, the upkeep of memorial gardens, transparency of season ticket waiting list, transparency of away tickets allocation, relocating season ticket holder seats, improving stewarding, subsidised travel for away supporters, the look and feel of London Stadium, bringing more businesses and sellers to London Stadium, a consultation with supporters on the crest. Mm. Now, that's fair enough. But yeah, does that mean... current issues. Uh, yeah, yeah. So does that mean if a campaign for a change of ownership does not appear in the top three of this survey, they will drop, drop GSB out? Well, it might do, but let's be honest, it's not going to. Well, no, I'm just saying. Because a lot of people that, and this is for no fault of anyone associated with Hammers United, a lot of people will be uh, part of Hammers United because they want to have GSB out. No, but the, the, the thing I like about listening to what Andy said last week, it really did really impress me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I... Not been neutral in Amish United. I've criticised them a lot where I thought they go where, where I don't agree with a lot of. I still don't think protesting in the, the way is, is right at the moment. And there was other things actually I forgot to bring up. But I think this is a step forward. I thought Andy was brilliant last week. He, he certainly um, brought me more towards Amish United than I was. I, I, I'd openly admit that. Um, but I'd, the thing I like is they want as many West Ham fans to take this as possible. So yeah, that that mm. is, and the the big thing for me actually though is, is I, I I hope they get twenty thousand, yeah. fifteen thousand yeah. to do this because the problem we're going to have is or not problem. I'm going to say we Amish United are going to have it. So if they only get five or six thousand to take this, um. It's not going to look good when you're saying you've got a membership of 17,000 and you've opened it up to the wider fan base to try and encourage as many people. So, I, you know, I'll, we'll push it. I'll I'll keep pushing it, you know, and saying to people, come on, don't just moan about it on Twitter. Don't just, you know, let's get it out there and push it and see what happens. I'll I'll cover it Thursday on Amage United on um, West Ham yeah. till I die anyway. And and push it on there. The the club don't need their one pushing because they've got the emails of everybody. So the club do it themselves. But Amage United definitely need the help to push Well it'll be interesting if they release how many uh did theirs. Well this is the thing you know you love transparency apparently Sean. I do. I keep on asking the club the breakdown of each ballot for Crystal Palace and Man United so I can see how the 2,000 tickets were allocated. And I've asked about five or six times now, and they they still give me the stock answer. I'll tell you why, Sean. That that answers your question. Because if it was 2,000 season ticket holders, like proper season ticket holders, yeah, Mm -hmm. then they would be crowing about it. Yeah, the fact that they're not tells you all you need to know about the amount of tickets going to the corporates. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm not seeing enough tickets being won. Now, if you if you look at it, uh, the the corporates, there's it, it three thousand two hundred off the top of me. If I remember this going back, three thousand six hundred. Right, three thousand six hundred corporate. Um, that's approximately 
5% of the capacity. Yeah. Yeah. So I was told 500. 5%, yeah, of fans attending out of the 2,000 should be corporate. So therefore, I would expect no more than what, 100 fans to be corporate? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, I agree with you. I was told 500 people were in the... Um... Yeah, but that, that included disabled as well, didn't it? It did, yes. So how many disabled fans? But that's another thing. I'm not just picking the know. How many disabled fans so season ticket holders? And what percentage? Well, you, you had sponsors and you had guests of sponsors as well. And you had guests of players. So players didn't miss out on their tickets yes, either. Yeah, that's wrong. Told. That's huh? wrong. If they're and maybe some staff. The, and maybe some staff. If they're included in the 2000. But staff work at the club. They're not included oh. in the 2000, Sean. All right. Whatever you say. Anyway, we probably need to move on. Um, there was a German story I was going to mention. Did you hear who's taken over at one in Germany? You like your German stories. I thought you'd bring it up. Um, who's who's taken over as manager? It used to be a West Ham coach. Yeah, um, it's um, Edin, isn't it? Edin, um, that's it. Yeah, he's took over at Dortmund temporarily. Yes, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I was told that yesterday. I think. Um, yeah. Yes, it was funny. He said, "Because um, Klopp, Jurgen Klopp, Thomas Tuchel, and Peter Boz have all lost their jobs with Dortmund after a match against Werder Bremen. Uh, but Dortmund's next game's Bremen, so it looks like they've sacked Favre uh, or Favre, whatever his name is." Um, to avoid the uh, Werder Bremen demise. We'll see. You know, he's only 34 years old. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, he's, 
he, they finished second last year. It, it's brought through a lot of young kids, or he's played a lot of kids. They brought in um, Harland, who's a who's a great striker. He's going to be an absolute star. They've got uh, Jaden Sancho there. Uh, they brought Bellingham, aren't they, from Birmingham. But they've just recently, it's, it's weird, but then Bayern Munich have slipped up a few times. Leverkusen are top now. So, again, it's an, an, another league where it isn't going to plan at the moment without fans. Yeah. You know, yeah that's something we haven't touched on. We'll have to touch on a, in another week that this season, um, this is a, a most unusual. Um, yeah. Well, you've, you've got, Premier got, season. I mean, look, you've got Arsenal 15th. You've got um, both Manchester clubs belief us. You've got um, Southampton in third place. We were fifth, now sixth. Uh, and you've got even the weirdest thing. You've got Spurs at the top of the division. Mm. I mean, there's got to be something wrong there. That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. So is does it show how playing in front of fans at home does affect you. Our, our away form, do you know how many points, quickly, Sean, without good looking, how many points away from home have we got this season? Um, I, I would say it's quite a lot. I would say it's probably about quickly, so got 20 points. Nine. All right. Well, you're not bad. It's 10. So 50% of our points have come yeah. from away from home. That's yeah. very un-West Ham-like. It is very un-West Ham. We've won three and, away and games. Away. You know, sometimes we never used to go all season and only win two away games. Yeah. And by the way, I want to fess up on something because I've just been outed by uh, my my partner in crime, Huey, on a on a story um, uh, about how many I how many points I'd saved before Christmas. And uh, a friend of the podcast, Ian Dale, was asking, "Who was it who said?" We would only score nine points by oh, Christmas. Huh? Me, it was I... me. It was me. I was a pessimist. I was the one who said we won't score nine points before Christmas. Um, and uh, of what we already had, and um, I was the one who it was doom and gloom, and and never thought in a wildest dreams we'd be at twenty. So all right, I fess up. It was me because I'm sure someone else would. Grass me up anyway, even though grassing up isn't the uh, East End thing, is it? No, Nigel I've not done it, have I? No, he ain't grassed you up, has he? Did you know it was me? Well, I'm talking about other things as well. <laughs> <laughs> we never talk about how sausages are made. Any, no, any, any, uh, other, any other business before we move to question time? Mm, not what I can think of. Oh, uh, if you've not heard it, have a listen to um, Nigel and Len's Propaganda. Episode two is out now with uh, an Englishman and a Scotsman all rolled into one. I nearly forgot before we go to question time, uh, earlier today, just before the podcast, in fact, two minutes before the podcast, I caught up with uh, John Rotomsky from uh, Iron Supporting Food Banks uh, about... um, the food banks and the uh, Newham toy appeal. And this is what he had to say. And we welcome back to more than just a podcast. Uh, he's not a podcast uh, virgin. He's been with us before. It's John Rutomsky, um founder of the Iron Supporting Food Banks. Have I nearly got all those words right? 
you have got it right. Yeah, I've never been on the programme before. Oh, you, well, there you go. I've got that bit wrong. Do you know what? I thought I thought we did have you on the podcast. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be on there anyway. Welcome. Good evening. Welcome, welcome. Uh, John, you, you've you, you've been in the news a little bit. Um, you were this week on on the official club website, along with um, uh, Mark Noble. Who else was there? Um, obviously, David Moyes. Uh, who, who else was in that lineup with your picture? Uh, Declan was there. Declan and uh, Thomas Suchek. Thomas Suchek. Are you all mates now? Yeah, best we mates. Had... Are you on the WhatsApp group and stuff? <laughs> well, as far as. Uh, um, um, fist, fist pumping is concerned, yes. I mean, that's as close as we got. You know, yeah. you're, you're two metres apart. Yeah. Uh, and very few words were spoken. I think they were under strict instructions from the gaffer who was there um, to get the photo shoot done and get it over and done with as quickly as possible. Yeah, uh, well, it was just before training, wasn't it? So, so they wanted to train just before the Leeds uh, game. Yeah, it was just before training. But uh, I was anxious to, to thank... Uh, Mark Noble, because he'd made a donation to the food bank mm. uh, with his uh, column last season from the Evening Standard, and also uh, Declan had made um, you know the five thousand dollar donation a few months back to the food bank. So yes. I personally wanted to speak to them and just say you know thanks, it's really appreciated. Um, so I did get the chance to do that, but beyond that, it was over and done with. But um, you came, and you came all the, all the we way were... from Liverpool, did you, just for that? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Uh, I'd come down the day before and wanted to make contact with the two homeless centres in Canning Town that we're trying to work with. Oh. And uh, also I had the chance to um, to go and see Kevin Jenkins at the AA Zone in Canning Town. Um, had a tour of their premises and uh, got the chance to see what they have there for the kids and um, the way they look after the kids who were living yeah. in in that part of Newham. I think they, they cover between 800 and 1,000 different kids uh, up to the age of 16. And uh, it's an incredible it's an incredible sight. Now, before we start, would, would Len and Nigel class you as an out-of-towner? I know you live in Liverpool at the moment, but you don't have a Liverpool accent. Are you an out-of-towner? I don't live in Liverpool. Huh? <laughs> I'm definitely an out-of-towner. I can't do anything about that. In my life, I've worked in London for six months. Um, I'm a fan of traveling for games. But yeah, no, I'm definitely an out-of-towner. Nothing wrong with being an out-of-town. All the best people are out-of-towners. They're all a bit weird, those in-towners. Talk to us about the food bank, but I'm also keen to hear about the Newham toy appeal we've been talking about. And... and I think there were three aims that the club did. They donated a thousand toys and some money. Obviously, the the chairman David Sullivan has donated money to get your van and been supporting the food bank and they support the food bank. And I think there's another one. I don't know too much about that. That some something to do with Dagenham. Um, what what what's the club been doing for for those three causes? Well, um, they've donated a thousand uh, toys which are split between um, Kevin Jenkins' AA Zone uh, Christmas toy appeal and the recorder, and then another 500, I believe, which has gone to the appeal, which has been worked by um, Barking and Dagenham Council. And it was the deputy leader who was uh, in the photo with us who came along as oh, well last, uh, last the, Wednesday. I who, who the person was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I okay. think Darren Rodwell is, is the chief. He wasn't able to make it for whatever reason. But, is he a hammer? Um, I mean, we... we 
he is. He definitely is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. The, the other fellow's a gooner, but uh, you know, we won't hold that against him. But the the chap, the deputy guy who was there. Oh right, okay. Uh, oh, Dominic. Um, well, I hope, yeah. you, I but, hope um, you took the Mickey out of him in fifteenth place in the division. While you know we're now at uh, still top six. Yeah, it would have been a lot worse for him after last night's result. Yeah, that's quite yeah. true. So, but, yeah, so, he was there representing them, uh, and the club are supporting them, and uh, obviously they've they've done so much for Newham Food Bank, um, yeah. really since uh, well, really since lockdown. But a year ago, you know, Sean, we hadn't collected one penny or one tin can. Um, yeah, I remember. You know, we were gearing it's, it's up to do to do the first collection. You... And and your volunteers have achieved, John. It really is, and uh, you know, congratulations well, on, it, on that massive effort. Well, thanks, but it, it helps that the club are with us from day one. I mean, even when we were planning this, we had to jump through a few hoops with uh, LS185 and, and LLDC and, and Net Police, even and, and the council. But everyone came together, so we were given that uh, that trial uh, date at the end of um, December for the Leicester game. And Jake Heath at the club had been very, very helpful, even when we were talking about it probably just more than a year ago. And he said, look, the club will back you. Um, you know, we, we want to see this work. Uh, and certainly you could see from the first couple of games, they, the staff came along and made massive donations. Uh, likewise, Met Police turned up um, and they brought a whole load of stuff as well. And that's when it started uh, gearing up from there. And I think yeah. we got to six games uh, before the lockdown turned up. But uh, we were just starting to gain momentum because people would see us every game and, you know, they'd ask, will you be here every game? And we said, yes, all right, I'll bring something uh, next time and tell my friends they'll bring yeah. something as well. And we were starting to see, um, you know, regulars who were turning up every game and would always come past us with a, a bag of food or, you know, or even a couple of tins. It made no yeah. difference. Um, it, was, it was good to see them and, and just to chat. Yeah. Tell me about the two campaigns I know we talked about on the podcast. One of them was Say No to PPV, um, and, and the other one is the Selection Box Stroke Advent Calendar campaign. How how, how well did they, they do? Uh, the No to PPV, um, we got probably just close to 500 fans who donated uh, forty ninety five or even more in some cases. And that gave a, a massive boost to um, to Newham Food Bank, and the bulk of that is going to go towards the the advent calendars and the selection boxes. Um, and, and how's the selection? How's that going? The selection boxes. I, I see a lot of stuff on social media with people collecting and and the, the Vic Tavern doing their bit. How how well did that go? Because I assume the advent calendars the have already got to be out there, haven't they? Yes, they're, they're, they were they were going out for the middle of November. It was decided, um, so uh, they reckoned at Newham Food Bank that they could, they'd be um, supplying up to two thousand families in the five weeks leading up to Christmas. So we uh, we sort of said, okay, three kids per family. We're looking at six thousand kids. Yeah. So they're on the way to to dishing that out, and I think there's going to be a surplus. Uh, and all being well, we can cover the requirements that um, the Toy Appeal will have because they intend to um, supply 2,000 what they call Christmas stockings to underprivileged kids in Newham. But in fact, they're, they're not stockings. They're, they're big bin bags. I saw them last week. So there's a, a fair, there's four, five or six toys in each. Uh, there's going to be a, a book in each and a selection box 
So it looks as if we'll have the funding now to supply um, the 2000 selection boxes. And I'm still in dialogue with Cadbury's now. It, it's been a slow process, unfortunately, which is going on for longer than a week now. So, um, you know, there's a bit more following up to do tomorrow, but we've got a fair few bob in the account and we're saying to them, OK, what can you do for us for this amount? Nice, nice. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. the, the toy appeal. We, we've been running on Clarence Hugh and we've been talking on the podcast about the AAA community links, Noom Recorder. I got told off by Nigel, I don't know if you heard it on the podcast, of saying, you know, the full, or in my article saying it was the 43rd year of the uh, AA zone. Um, he said, oh no, it's a Noom Recorder. You think AA zone, were, well, it, where, where did it start? Was it Noom Recorder idea that, that started 43 years ago? Do you know, do you know who founded it um, four centuries, uh, four centuries, four, four decades ago? <laughs> I I think it's the recorder personally because certainly. Um, uh, oh, I hate it when Nigel's Ke- right. Well, 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 Kevin. Well, all I'm saying is I don't think Kevin Jenkins would have been able to start it off as a young teenager, forty-three years ago. <laughs> put it that way, you know. In that context, uh, you know that's what uh, that's how I see it. So I think they've joined up together, but he's been doing it for so last year. Is he a uh, hammer? Target was... I, I, I know. I've heard you talk about him a number of times. Is he? Is he a hammer? Is he a football man? Or, or oh, very. Yeah, he's uh, he's a season ticket holder. He sits somewhere behind the um, the home dugout in in that section there, and uh, yeah, he and he knows a few he, of the, the senior, you know, the the owners and um, um, a few of the former um, directors as well, doesn't he? There. Yes, he's um, he's friendly with uh, Terence Brown, um, who in the past has made. Um, well, a substantial donation to the AA zone, and I think they've they've named part of the the, the ground uh, after Terence Brown, um, part of the play area anyway. It's it's all online. It's on the aazone.com website. Mm. You can see the pictures there of, of yeah. the kids and all the information about there. But there's a little note there about um, Terence Brown's um, contribution. Uh, and I know that Kevin speaks with uh, with David David Gold, David Sullivan. He was telling me that um, Trevor Brooking came along. Uh, he spent five hours there. He was that interested. It was incredible um, the, the time he gave, and he, you know he's dropped off little souvenirs as well. So he keeps in touch. That's really good, isn't it? They're all getting involved. What what's uh, I mean? Sometimes we. We live in our ivory towers in West Ham. You know, um, we, a lot of people don't live in Newham anymore. Um, like me, they live in Surrey. Like you, live live in. Is it Liverpool you live? Uh, I'm in Tarpley in Cheshire. Cheshire. So I'm about forty minutes away from Liverpool. All the same to me. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what is the poverty? I mean, just briefly, because it is a football podcast. But you know, sometimes we don't understand the poverty in Newham where we go and watch our football. What 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 poverty do they suffer in in Newham? It's well you only have to, to speak with the two girls that run the um the homeless centres that we're we're now supplying. I think one of them is uh, delivering three hundred and fifty uh Christmas packages to the homeless in their particular area uh, this coming weekend. Um, it's 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 honestly sad. I mean, they're, they're coming across homeless people all the time. Uh, they haven't got any food. Um, it, it, it's frightening, um, and it's all over Newham. It's sort of not just the Canning Town area, but get, going further north into uh, into Stratford and so on. It's all the same. Mm. I mean, Newham's um, a poorest borough in London, from my understanding. 
Yeah. Oh, and it is also and, suffering and, you know, the most COVID, I think, from from yeah, lockdown. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think. I mean, there's some very big families living there as well. I know Newham Food Bank sometimes cater for, um, you know, five kids in a family there, so they have to, uh, you know, supply enough meals. You know, it's three meals a day per head, at times seven days a week. You know, you, hmm. you multiply that up, uh, and they, they, each meal is valued at about just under three pounds. So, it's a very expensive uh, uh, activity. Yeah. Yeah. And and is there still time? So I know we're on the well, we're recording this on the fourteenth of December. Is there still time to donate for the, the the toy appeal? If if people are listening to it this week, is is there still an opportunity to support that? Yes, um, it's probably going to be maybe sometime next week. I think well, in the in the run into Christmas, that uh, they'll have their full uh, funding. But because um, the AA zone has obviously been doing this in the past. They have their usual links with who supplies them. But uh, there's stuff coming in all the time now, and they have also lists on Amazon where people can still go on and uh, and buy certain items that they're short of. And that, that's, that's a really good idea, the isn't it? The, there's, a, there's an Amazon yeah, it, Christmas list, and you, you can choose one of those things to... Um, to be uh, sent directly to the the warehouse, which is I think called yeah. is it the Ark in the the Terence Brown Ark in the Park Ark in the Park yeah that's it's, it it's got Terence Brown and, and names in it so that's it that's that's the link and uh, even while I was there with Kevin last week um, the uh, the postman turned up with a dozen big packages and most of these were from Amazon. Yeah. So, you know, knock, knock them if you want with the way that they pay little tax and so on. But at the moment, they yeah, are a necessity nice. and, and they're yes. very useful. But yeah. even the, the homeless centres that we're talking to, they, they've got um, lists as well with Amazon. Um, and that's done through Facebook. So um, it's an easy way of uh, getting what they need. Good. Um, we, we're going to finish in a minute. Um, otherwise, we don't want to free our podcast again because I wanted to get your message <laughs> short and, and concise. We're going to put all the links up, you know, of, of the home, the, the, the food banks and the AA appeal on, on the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash more than just a podcast. What other, what other yep. message would you like to give um, be, before you go, John? Um, we're really so grateful, um, obviously, to the club and the chairman's put a fair bit of cash in, but it's the fans who have uh, supported us now. This was always the aim because you know that EastEnders and West Ham fans are a certain sort, a special sort, uh, that do give. And hopefully now this year we've we've created a medium whereby the West Ham fan can contribute to the area, the East End. And in most cases, or a lot of cases, I would say, people have their roots in Newham and have moved further east. But, you know, talking to various people who would say, yeah, my family's from Newham, we moved away, we've gone to South End, further east, and so on, Dagenham. Um, you know, this now gives us the chance to <clears throat> to have this route through um, this medium and get the, the fans to uh, to contribute uh, and help out the needy mm. in, in the area. Yeah, thanks for that, John. Um, look, it, it, when, when you first came up with this idea, when we know each other several years ago, I, I, I sort of, I don't know, poo-pooed it, but didn't see the, the point of it and now I, I've got to eat humble pie on what you've achieved <laughs> you know on behalf of you know all those poor children and poor families in Newham you know I think you do a tremendous job 
and all the people who give up their time. And I know uh, Nigel's one of them who's given up time to drive around in his yeah. van and deliver stuff. You know, everybody who gives up their time to help people less fortunate. I, I think, you know, you can all give yourselves a big pat in, on the back and, and, and keep up the good work for 2021. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it's all ongoing. Um, you know, next year looks as if it's not going to be any easier than this year. Yeah. Um, you know, for us as, as Hammers fans, it's always the intention of collecting uh, when there are decent crowds at the London Stadium. Uh, that's yeah. not going to happen now for, well, you know, well into next year, it seems. So in the meantime, um, we've now got a bit of a social media presence. Uh, we're on lines and, um, you know, we can um, ask for help you know, as yeah. and when it's needed and, um, you know, thank the fan base so much for what they've done yeah. with their support. It's, well, it you know, shows we are fans. a big West Ham family, I think, things like this. You know, the generosity yeah. when people come together and they raised that money for the no to PPV and then the selection box and now the toy pill. You know, it, it brings the fans together. And I think, you know, that's, you know, I'm not an East Ender. My, my grandmother was an East Ender. Uh, she was a proper Cockney, but I was born in Surrey. But I, I, I see, you know, I think we're all a Cockneys at heart, aren't we, when it comes to supporting our club and supporting the West Ham family? Yeah, exactly. Even those of us uh, living out of the borough up in the northwest and in the north and everywhere else. Hmm. You know, we make we make that choice, and uh, you know, I'm sure we're all happy with it. Yeah. Well, thanks for your time, John. I tell you what, what, we will get you on proper. We'll get you on for a proper um, uh, whole session, a two-hour marathon session in the new <laughs> year. Uh, but good to just talk to you. Keep safe. Yeah. Bye. All right. Appreciate. Best of calls. Take care, mate. Bye. What did you think about that, then, Nigel? I, I love John to bits. And um, I'll do anything I can to help him. Yeah, yeah, top man, top man. Um, deserves the praise he now gets from uh, um, from all that he's achieved in a very short time. And you heard that on the podcast. And apologies, uh, John, I thought you'd been on the podcast already, so we will have you back for a full three-hour session. But anyway. The, uh, uh, the, club, the, the club have obviously... <sighs> I struggle to be nice about him, to be fair. But no, well, he said that all on the interview. He's talked about that, so you know, there's no time. You know, it is time for this. Yeah, yeah. It's Facebook, Twitter question time. Well, you, the ten listeners this week, let's go to ten. Uh, get to ask Nigel. Um, questions no no is it questions yeah questions which he may or may not answer in 51 minutes uh unfortunately i'd logged in on the wrong search engine of facebook <laughs> would you know google went down earlier can you imagine that i'm sure len will, will appreciate the world came to an end so so this morning google yeah. went down did it youtube went down um, um, Gmail, all the other Google things, uh, Google Apps, uh, Google Music, YouTube Music, everything went down, including the search engine. So if you went to search engine to Google why Google was down, you couldn't because Google was down. You could still play Pi Attack. That's the main thing. You could still play Pi yeah, Attack, no, but you um, couldn't Google anything. No top score on that, though, is there, chart? I've got no control over that, the scoring and the prize I don't giving. I know if my 2,000 is a good score. 
Anyway, we'll let's try again. Ready? Steady. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Facebook Twitter question time. Were well, you the 10, maybe 11 listeners now, get to or ask nine. Nigel <laughs> when he's prepared questions that he may answer in 50, 49, actually 49 minutes? Yeah, I, I did log in on wrong search engine. It took me into the uh, Rita Brady page. Um, so I had to get out of that. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Rita's not been about recently, is she? She needs to come back. No, she's not. Did you get back to work from too late? Yeah. Uh, unbelievably, 34. <laughs> oh, come oh, on. Oh, no. I can't help it. Look. You, you didn't even get a question out. It was uh, a question put up by Canning Town Lynn. Um, Nigel and Sean have forgotten to ask a question, I think, and both have gone AWOL. So I will fake interest. If you go into the game on Wednesday, what will you be doing instead? All other questions welcome. Well, they're probably washing their hair, aren't they? Uh, right. So we go to all comments. Bang, Nicholas Harvey, first up. Evening, gents. All hell the moy's eye, he says. He says, being an out-of-towner, I wasn't going to the game anyway, so I'll be watching on TV. Decent performance for Leeds, but like the manure game, we failed to take our chances in open play. I'm not convinced by a back four. Anyway, I'm not complaining. It's great team spirit, and we deserve the three points. Ben Rama will be decent when he learns to pass the ball. He says he thinks he's being harsh, but we should sell Haller ASAP. Don't see him working in a Moyes team. And he says, get Josh King in January. Right, questions. Nigel, can we continue with a back four? Do we need to revert to a back five? Well, I think we should continue as we have done most of the season with a back four. Nicholas. Sean. What? Why did your secret sources refuse to comment when everyone saw Masuaku's Instagram post from his hospital bed? <laughs> well, it, it, it was as simple as um, David Moyes asked that the his new formation not be given away and he felt that releasing um, details about Masuaku would, would give too much away to Leeds. Okay. I can only tell you what I'm told. Right. And Len? Yeah. Can Ben Rama be any worse as a central striker than Haller? Well, he could be better. Which probably means the same thing, really. But I was one. I was remembering Ravel Morrison, how well he'd done in for a few games in the false nine role. So you could try that with him up there, holding the ball up. And if he's got some overlappers or someone joining from midfield, like, Rav used to have with Nolan uh, and was it Downing? Yeah. Or was it Downing come after? It could be worth a try. And also, I'd like to see it. If we play in Manchester, at least we know he'll get on the coach home as well with us, Ben Rama. <laughs> yeah. Brady out. Funny you should say that. Brady the out. story about, because um, I don't know if you heard, but um, Aaron Cresswell and old Jimmy Walker. Um, Praised Kevin Nolan and said, "Don't, don't uh, forget about Kevin Nolan. What he's brought to this team. Oh, we haven't, and and you know that you know the set pieces he really works on. 
um, with with the team, and it, um, Cresswell praised him for that. And then um, uh, Jimmy Walker, obviously the former Hammer, said, "What an amazing appointment!" And a lot of credit had to go with him. Well, if yeah, you remember, he used to like find any way to avoid Christmas. So the joke is, <laughs> what, <laughs> what will he do this Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> and what will he do if someone tries to get off Christmas? One of his players. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I did chuckle on that. But, uh, yeah. That was because he liked his Christmas dinner, wasn't it? He did like his Christmas dinner. He'd find a way, wouldn't he? Remember, one year he got banned. He's not playing. Yeah, he can. He, he, he's, he's got a bit of timber, hasn't he? Well, mm. we all have, but he's got quite a bit of timber as well for an ex-football player. Uh, Martin Rose Sports, he's... he's Short and to the point. Very good performance on Friday. Benarama impressed, but Haller was poor. Lost possession for the goal and not sharp in front of goal. Will we get another striker in January? What's, what's the percentage odds, Sean, of a new striker in January? 50-50, uh, Look, it's a priority position that David Moyes wants. But how, so, you know, it's it's a complicated question. Will someone go out? Will someone be sold? Can we bring in someone on loan? They would like to do a deal for Josh King. But the payment terms and or loan would be the way forward. Um, we've just got to work it's out how we're going to pay. I thought he was going to be a free agent in six months. He, he will be a free agent um, in... Uh, uh, it's a bit more than that, isn't it? Is it in June? No, I think it's a bit more than that, isn't it? Eighteen months. Oh, um, well, that's not what you've been saying, Clarence. Yet, is it? Kept saying he's out of contract. Six months, you said. Yeah, I think they've got a year, another. It, um, oh my for god! Yeah. Move on, I bother listening to him. David Jones says, evening all. He didn't get lucky in the ballot for Wednesday, but it appears to be immaterial now, given both in and out of towners are moving to tier three and declared a threat. Yeah, not me. Uh, what do you mean, not you? I'm not he's moving not, to he's tier three. Sorry. <sighs> he's in tier two. I'm in tier two. Question for Lynn. Oh. This is a good question. I like this. If you were Wiley Coyote, and I think he spelled it right as well, uh, what Acme scheme would you use to defo- defeat the Roadrunner? I'm still a fan of the Anvil. Yeah, I do like the Anvil dropping. So, and I think I've seen more Anvils in cartoons than in real life. So I'm going for the Anvil. Hmm. Or, you know, maybe just poison his bird food. I always was on the side of. Wiley Coyote, I'm not sure about you. I thought Rodan was a bit of a dick, to be honest. Um, no, yeah, I used to like a Coyote getting, <laughs> you know. I used to, that was my favourite, I must admit, Roadrunner. Um, I, I remember with a mate who was a West Ham fan, we were locksmiths together, and some days we'd finish work early and we'd go back to my place and put on Looney Tunes cartoons. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, 28. <laughs> okay. Nothing wrong watching cartoons in your age. No, not, not, not the old Warner Brothers ones. They were the best. Uh, Brady out. 
Radio. Uh, Paul Smith. I don't know if that's the the designer or whatever it is. What was it he called? People that make clothes. Taylor. He says, hi, lads. He says, after talking to Andy from Amsterdam United, have you completed the survey? Yes. Any thoughts on the club also relieving the survey? And finally, a very merry Brady out to you all. Brady out. Brady out. Uh, Dave Trevitt said he, Dave didn't do it. He's replied to Paul. He didn't do it because he's an armchair supporter these days and he doesn't feel I have a right to an opinion. Dave, that's not true. You, you've got as much right to an opinion as any other fan. Um, I'll just leave that there. I could go more. But, uh, next up is that soul singing superstar from Tenerife, Mr. Michael Levy Jr. Yeah. Good work, CTL. Uh, oh, what did that do? Probably for the question. Oh. Nigel's probably grafting, which was true. And Sean's at a cheese and wine tasting event. Uh, another good win, he says. Hannah was yeah. dreadful, but I remember being about 10 and trying to go out for a football team over West Ham Rec ground. That's uh, in town at all. Yeah, West Ham Rec. Uh, it goes, he uh, then caveats it. He was born in Forest Gate Hospital and raised in Star Lane, Canning Town. And then Carbon Road Custom House opposite the old Lido. Yeah, not, 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 I've tread the same path, right? I started off down the bottom of Star Lane in Durham Road. Uh, you're in, mate, don't worry. I'd let you in anyway, even if you weren't. He, he said he was 10 and he missed about 15 chances in front of goal at my football trials. His granddad consoled me and said, A good manager will notice the runs I made and the positions I got into. Uh, he then laughs. He said he didn't, but he did score two for the B team. Is Haller ready for the B team? <laughs> or will they end up in the net next time? Haller out. Haller out. Uh, I, I, I was pleased with what I saw, as I've already said, against Lee. So let's see uh, against Palace. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I think he's got until January. And he's got about three or four games in that period. A lot can happen in those three or four games. So let's wait till then. What you say, Ledard? Mm. On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. <sighs> All right. Next up is Dodsey. All right, my handsome's how you're doing. He probably said it in Romanian, but get the same. I thought it was in Barbados. No, it was, no, it was in Romania. Cheapskate took his wife to. I thought he was taking his wife Don't to you Barbados. Don't that fly, isn't it? Huh. I could do. Can I do my joke though? What I said. Cool. Well, because his wife told him to book a rest, so he thought, <laughs> "All right, I took her to Romania." Hey, boom boom! I wish I had a boom boom. Uh, I'll get it for next week. Uh, I, well, I did tell him you should have just gone to Barking, mate. You'd get the same experience and book a rest. You can't say that, Nigel. Anyway. You can't say that. <laughs> I'll tell you. Barking was... just a podcast apologises again for Nigel Conn's comment and no way condones what he says. Uh, these are the f- own personal views of Nigel Khan and not necessarily those of more than just a podcast. Uh, Dodsey didn't get a ticket for Wednesday, which is lucky as he's got no spare time with all the West Ham surveys he's been asked to complete. 
<laughs> he said last week I was disgusted when Andy from Mind United said no one would sit and listen to a Tesco podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't remember that. It's quite funny because you do. There's me and the maid were about to launch that podcast, but we've now scrapped the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've start a Twitter feed called X Tesco Employee. <laughs> up everywhere you go around. Oh, yeah, of course, May Merrin used to collect the, the yeah. uh, what you call them? Trolleys. Trolleys. It was, it, they are the, um, it was the two in Coronation Street. Oh, Curly Watts. Maid Marion would be oh. Curly Watts, isn't it? And Dodsy's, uh, uh, Reg Aldworth. I've been thinking we should do a cheese podcast. I really, I really do. I think there's a market for a cheese podcast. Do you reckon? I'm halfway through my Marks and Spencer's Cheese of the British Isles. Oh, excellent. Oh, yeah. Good shit, man. He says, although Russ, a propaganda, was really good, I thought Anton was really interesting and I liked the new format. I yeah. think we'll, we'll, just we'll nail it eventually. Is, uh, we've run out of people to ask now. Uh, I think Nigel is Judge Judy. <laughs> oh, no. Len is Judge Rinder. Len is Judge Rinder. Uh, Judge Grinder. Yeah. When will Sean be your guest? Oh, oh we are, we're not going to scrape that low yet. We've got our ideas for our next guest anyway. Where will you all spend Christmas and who with now you dirty tanners are in tier three? We're not in, well, some of us are you not get in get a Christmas two. break for it anyway, didn't you? Over three days, I've heard. Tier two, I'm proud of it. To be fair, mate, tier three mean, mean jack to me. I do Christmas through how I want to do Christmas. But you don't follow any rules anyway, so it doesn't really make any difference. I follow rules, the right rules, no, mate. You don't follow rules. I follow the right no, rules. There's, there's an amnesty for Christmas. The three households can merge between, the, I think it's the 23rd to the 27th. Yeah. Talking to people that don't follow rules, footballers don't always follow rules. No, no they don't. Moving on. Some more than others. What did you make of the Zoom call tonight? Or Dodsey, I had a quick look. Yeah, I, I saw four seconds. Yes. Yeah. I saw eight and, and then four. Don't, I'd be interested to see if my question got asked. <sighs> Next up's Dave Trevitt. All right, Dave. My good friend. He says, evening, everyone. He said, another unexpected win on Friday. Can we now start to dream? He says, I can see us finishing six if injuries are kind. That's, that is a possibility, Dave. I won't lie. Question for Len. Mm. Did you ever consider another online name? He says, Len the Pen comes to mind. Why would I be Len the Pen, though? Oh, because drawing? Yeah, I suppose so. Um... Not really. No, not really, Dave. I'm, I'm interested. When you redo our um, Facebook banner yeah. to get all five of us in, how well, it's going to be fit... harder because you're going to be fatter, aren't you? Yeah. How do we fit Lenin? Lenin? Do you do him normal yeah, size to everyone else? Is his right. head the normal size to everyone else? Or do you do him smaller? I, I, I don't know how that works. Maybe I just won't bother doing it. Got to have his hat on. Why? Uh, well, you know, you know, I've drawn it, so he, I'm represented by what I draw now, aren't I? You got to know that. I mean, you people know what Kenny Tadlin looks like now. Yeah, I know that, but but, but you're, you're saying the character. Including it, right? So, including Canning Town Len the character, how do yeah. you fit in 
a cartoon with the other things. Do, does his head is his head the same size as everyone else, or or does he have feet? I mean, I've got all these questions. You've obviously yeah, not watched his films then, because you'll see yeah. he's sunbathing. He's got feet. Oh, I've seen that sunbathe thing. Yeah, well, there you go then. But you're not going to have him sunbathe in. He's been standing up. He's met Deck and Snod at the airport. All right. You just you need to sort of brush up on your lineage. <laughs> uh, All right. He's got a question. For Dave's had Go two on. careers in his life: postman and dental technician. What would you have chosen as a second career? I'd like to be a train driver. Oh, really? No, I looked at oh. that. I would have a lie. I looked at that yesterday. I'd like to have been a barrister. Thirty-one grand for a trainee train driver. I think you'll find it's um, right. Yeah, it rises to sixty-five grand a year. Yeah. What would and be you your other profession, um, Nigel? My, my my chosen second career. Well, if I could have been, I'd have been a football journalist. Funny enough, <laughs> um, that's what I wanted to be when I was a kid. And the and the, the careers officer laughed at me when I was fourteen. <laughs> if he could look at you now, well, yeah. He, what he actually said was, "You do know you're going to need English." <laughs> and did you say, "Well, one day there will be an app called Grammarly, and I'll use that no. to write my articles for West Ham tonight?" I was like, "Right, okay." And he, and then the, the careers officer said, "And to get English, you need to attend school." That's what he said to me. Forget it. So he, my mum wanted me to work in a bank and she frog marched me up to the um, careers office. My mum was like... And what happened is my sister was in the pram. So when we got to um, Bark in Town Hall, where the careers office was, um, you had to go down steps and she couldn't get the pram down there. So she sent me down there and the careers office bloke said to me, what do you want to do? I said, well, my mum said I've got to work in a bank. And the bloke went, I'm asking you, not your mum. Yeah. And I went, well, my mate's, my mate was a, a, a locksmith. My best mate at the time was a Saturday boy in a locksmith shop, bang opposite the gates at, at West Ham. And I used to sit in the shop. It was Bird's locksmith. And I used to sit in the shop on a Saturday waiting for my mate to finish work. And I said, well, my mate's a locksmith. It looks a really interesting job. And there's my life done, just like that. My mum was not happy. But tough luck, she couldn't go down there with me. True, true story, Brian. Yeah. Uh, he says, question for everyone. He says, what's your favourite way of eating cheese? He says, he has beans on toast covered in cheddar with Marmite spread over and grilled. <laughs> no, just a cracker for me. I do like a bit of cheese on toast, though. Yeah, you know what? Milted cheese has its place. I mean, like, I mean, if you're having Brussels sprouts, you know, you want a bit of Stilton and, and just yeah. melt it into Brussels sprouts along with some bacon. No. But, yeah, you do. Um, no. And, you do. Brussels are Brussels, mate. You eat them on their own. No, you've got to have them with, with Stilton. But, yeah, I mean, I think Len's right. You know, if you want to be a bit purist... Then it it's got to be a slab of cheese with a cheese knife, some chutney, some grapes, and some crackers. So I had last night, and not before that. 
did you have did you have the grapes and the the chutney did as well? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, got to have a lovely bit of chutney, didn't you? Well, the one that comes in the Miles Spencer pack is figgy pudding um, Ooh, chutney. Nice. Ever so nice. It's top drawer. Caramelized onion chutney. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, me, I I like uh, spaghetti. Iron spaghetti in the obviously out of tin, not spaghetti bolognese, but spaghetti with cheese on top on toast. So spaghetti on toast with cheese on top. That's lovely. That's how you like your sweet cheese, yeah. is it? I, I mean, my missus couldn't get spaghetti, so she bought like Alpha's Betty spaghetti. <laughs> but the problem was we only had one letter in it, it was just all O's. I couldn't make any words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was oops, wasn't it? I need to get the go on. Uh, next up is Greg, drink a pint of Milka a day. Like the chocolate Milka. Yeah, like the chocolate Milka. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he says, hello, gents. Uh, great result by the lads on Friday and a brilliant 4 yeah. nil win by a woman's team on Sunday. I don't know. That. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they won 4 nil against okay. Bristol. Oh, we I could get the joke in there, but I'll leave it. <laughs> yeah, more than just a podcast apologizes. What Antonio was about to say, and Molly just point is no way sexist and supports the women's team completely. Well, this this is a great question because Greg's asked here because I don't know if you listen regular Greg or if you know or if you know what I feel. He said, "I'd love to know who your favorite player is on the women's team." It's Adriana Leon for me. She's Canadian. He says, I'm proud to be one of your 27 Canadian listeners. I like Chosen One. She follows me on Twitter. So, yeah, the Korean girl. And it takes the penalties. Yeah. Because she's the Chosen One. That's it. She's my fave. Obviously, I'm not really up with the women's. Uh, I know Jilly Flatterhey and Long... What's the other one? Um, Alicia Lemon. No, she's the one, mate. Yeah, well, that's the one I go for. The she is Swiss, and and I just admire her footballing ability. She put a picture. What uh, position she plays, Sean? She's a forward. Okay. So you thought you would uh, catch me out there, didn't you? Well, uh, you know, you do have a long history of being a bit of a holy fry. If you so. asked me that, I'd have gone preferably missionary. But I don't... oh, you oh. see. Come on. He doesn't need so any. Nigel. Anyway, I don't think I'm in luck now. In more ways than one. Uh, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> if I drew the women's team, imagine the requests I'd get. Oh, mate. Could you make certain bits bigger? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh, Next up is uh, talking of goddesses. It's Belinda Kikis. Hello, Belinda. I can't even do the voice at the moment. Uh, evening, peeps, he says. She's not going to the game. Uh, under Norman circumstances, she really went to midweek games because it's too awkward with work, getting to the game, etc., etc., etc. She's enjoying the win, as we all do, and the current form of the team. The football's good to watch for a change. I look forward to matches. She put credit to Moyes in his team. She's got no questions. Oh, Can't all right. think of anything she loves to show. Uh, Matthew Uppertree uh, says, tier three or not, 
I bet Sean could still get a ticket. Brady out. Car. Brady I wrote out. this the other day. Well, I did not know. get a ticket. I did not get a ticket for either ballot. We'll get no special preference. I get no special treatment from the club. And in fact, a lot of the time I get grief for the stories I write. I don't know why this perception exists that I get favours from the club. I do not. I do not. Doth protesteth too much. Well, officially, you wasn't at the game, Sean, was you? Officially. Officially, unofficially, oh. and in reality, I wasn't oh. at the game. Well, no, no, I believe you, son. The fact that you couldn't send us a text to prove that you weren't at the game, no bearing whatsoever. You uh, sent your spies round to see if I was at the game, and I wasn't at the game. So there you go. It's the end of the story. Nicholas Stanley. Our fans not going to the game on Wednesday because Sean didn't win the ballot and threw a tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> if Luka Jovic was available in loan in January would you go for him over King get the Halliban back together again I wouldn't no not really uh, I didn't really I, I did well together it's, it's a difficult one uh, next up is your mate Sean the flow rider all right, Flo. Superstar, mate. Filling in. Me. Like that's what he said. I'm reading out what he says. Flo Ryder says you're a superstar, mate. Filling in for the slackers, Nigel and Sean. I've been working. They are. A totally random question for you and others. What was your favourite pre-match routine before walking to the bowling? And which exact route did you take to get there? I always love flashes. Good question. And then that amazing right turn onto Green Street, where the atmosphere yeah, I used to do in the face. That weren't the atmosphere, mate. That was all the shoppers. Uh, That was their bags, probably. Uh, Cheers and best wishes to you all. Include me. Oh bless. Nah. Well, it's funny you should say that because I actually, for the last, I would say, at least ten years, going to Upton Park. I actually did come into Stratford and then got the bus to Upton Park. And it's quicker. It was quicker then than it is now. Now the now the ground's in Stratford, one because of the walk, and the the trains are now are nowhere near as good or frequent. And they stop now because Tottenham have built their stadium now, so uh but I used to Get off the 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 the, plush, the 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 bus at Plushie Road. Uh, get off there. Walk right down there. Um, Pass the Tesco's and the snooker all. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Up over the de- yeah, depending where who I was with, I might. Uh, the shop on the left, opposite the station doors. No, I didn't know that. Oh, mate. Bit late now, isn't it? I can tell you. Um, <laughs> Did the cameras in there? Oh yeah, you told me that yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, I might get me. We we spoke about this the other week, didn't we? Might get me a bit of, bit of chicken opposite it. Oh, uh, the, the, the yeah, maybe some beer if I was with a friend, or it depends. It depends. But then you could leave it really late to walk straight in the turnstile where there was no queue. Walk straight to my seat and enjoy the game. Wonderful times, miss them times. 
for me, um, mm. what for so the Bolin days, we used to go down to Greengate. So John and I used to go to the Pie and Mash. Um, I forget what it was called. I think it was just called Pie and Mash at Greengate. I love the way you said um, George would never have Pie and Mash. He always ordered a pizza. And you could order a pizza. I forget what it was. It was like three quid for like a nine-inch pizza. Um, to go in the shop, I was the Greengate. Yeah. Yeah. It's what I, I called it Atten's, but it weren't Atten's, but Atten's aren't. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if we didn't want pie and mash, you could get two um, chicken burgers for two quid or something. We used to either go in the castle of the Green Gate before obviously they shut. And, and what we used to do is, and then as we left there, we'd go to the off license and then walk to the ground and, 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 and drink another a beer on on the way uh walking down uh um well i guess it's is it barking road what's in that what's that road um from green gate to Bar- to the ground it's barking road isn't it barking road yeah yeah so that's what we used to do in in more recent times um we, we tried in the first year you know going to hackney wick and everything we ended up with a supporters club um going to um uh, style place um used to like that didn't we nigel yeah have a beer in there a few times really nice on the river um and then more recently before lockdown obviously huh? even in the winter <laughs> even in the winter we'd be out there on the little jetty um it was you know i like that it was a really homely place style place it's a shame they lost that and uh and obviously now it's moved over to um uh uh the podium it's called something else now isn't it yeah Last drop or something, but but sometimes we just go to the stadium now, don't we? Well, or before lockdown, but yeah, style place used to like that. There's a really nice atmosphere there. If you're lucky in the stadium after the game, you can buy five pints of beer for a tenner. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> um, blimey, I, I what did I do? I different before the game, yeah. I went, I mean. As a kid, walking up the Barking Road was always special for me. Um, even even when I moved out of the area, I still used to park down down by um, Prince Regent's Lane and still walk up the Barking Road. So, but it, it was, I suppose, different for me. In it, I I did my locksmith apprenticeship at the at the Green Gate in the security shop there. Oh, did you? I had an after-school job in the solicitors at the Green Gate. So when I was 15, I was the post boy for Duffy Art and Duffy Solicitors. <laughs> um, one of the first post boys they actually didn't offer a job to. So. I'll tell you a quick story about Green Gate. Me and John were in there one day before a match, and the police came raiding in. They nicked all the staff because they were all illegal immigrants. And the police told us we had to drink up and leave because there was no staff left. They nicked them all. Oh. True story. Um, yeah. Now it's betting shop, isn't it? No, it's... Test- Sorry, that was a castle. That was a castle. That test- not a green yeah. gate. Oh, yeah. The, t- the castle was... I <clears throat> really drank in there. It was always a bit rough. Which I know it's a bit funny for the area, but because most people think it was rough anyway. But I, I never really liked the castle. Um, I was always Black Lion. I used to go in the Cumberland a bit, but that was an old Backstreet pub that got knocked down. 
or drink down by the happy arms. Cool. Uh, Lee Goddard, or Sarge, he says, evening, fellas. He says, no questions, because he's too busy filling out questions that popped up. <laughs> Brady out. Brady, Brady out. out. Uh, Paul Sanders, evening, gents. He says, can I ask you all, what's the best West Ham-related Christmas gift you've either received or given? I can't even recall having one. Probably um, me a shirt once. Yeah, I've had lots. Do you know what? My my daughter bought me an extra large... Um, It'd have to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, West Ham uh, dressing gown, which is... I really I really like that one. Tight I fit. don't... Sorry? Tight fit? No, no. Oh. It's, it's, it's very roomy. <laughs> I'll send you a picture in it. Oh, yeah, that'll get the wife talking. Dear, oh dear. Here's me, my scar, my uh, my uh, dressing gown and cigar, uh, sorry, um, pipe and slippers. He says uh, he's revising his... Uh, are we going to revise our predictions for finishing? He thinks we can... Uh, he says he's revised and he's from 13th. He thinks we can finish 9th. He says he thinks we can get four points from the Nigels and the Racists. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? I don't think I'm mm. racist. And we could just finish in the top four for Christmas. Mm. Last time, yeah. that was the pay at safety. 20, 20, 20, no, points, 20, yeah. points, 20 points from safety, boys, at the end of the day. Mm. Just enjoy your football. Yeah. See where we end up. It, mm. and th- that's the beauty for me of West Ham is that you still know at some point something's going to happen. We we'll have a bad run, yeah. You know, I d- many. The, what I'm is years ago the old joke was you know West Ham and the decorations come down after Christmas. The thing is that joke hasn't been able to use really for years because we've never been at the top anyway. No, to come down with the decorations. So, you know, hopefully, you know, even if we don't have a good second half of the season as we've had the first half, you know, we're still finished mid-table and I'll be happy with that progression, isn't it? Next season's going to be a big season because that's when you really see whether this is not just a flash in the pan because now we can look back and you go, the Payette season or the Billich or the last at Upton Park, it was like a flash in the pan, wasn't it? We were a bit average before and we were poor the season after. So it was like one off, 85, 86. We nearly got relegated the year before yeah. and we were middle of the road. We would actually, in 86, we started the season. I think after four games, we were top, but then we just fell away um, and never built on that. So mm-hmm. it, it's very rare. And uh, you know, the fact that we've only ever finished in the top ten consecutively three times once in our history just highlights to me what the problem with West Ham has always been is that they can put it together every now and again, but they can't do it consistently. If you look at like Leicester, have consistently been there or thereabouts for the last three or four seasons. Well, five seasons. But why have we not been able to do that ever? I 
don't know the answer because we've never been able to f- figure it out. Why have we never had a, a team that, that could compete for four or five years? We've never been able to build. Maybe that's coming. Well, that's what I hope. And that's why I always say, I will enjoy this season, but next season's actually where you find out how good this team is. Mm. Um, Steve Lyons, he says he wasn't going to the game anyway, so he's been enjoying it from the comfort of his land, sipping on a hot chocolate with marshmallows. He said, because he's proper hardcore. Uh, <laughs> pleased with the result Friday. 20 points for safety. Brady out. Brady out. Luke Ed. Um, he says he's not going to the game due to geography. I don't know if he's still at school, but he says I'll be working instead. Unless he's a geography teacher, I don't know. Mm. Uh, Dave Trevitt's back again. He's gone Dodsey, you legend. don't know what he means by that. Uh, Tom Underwood says... People should only have one question. We're already over yeah. past two hours. So oh. I can't have two questions. Yeah, sorry. I'll take that back, Dave. Uh, Tom Underwood, with Masuaku out for the season, is he? Are we going to sign the new no. back? No, he's not. If you heard my um, summary, you know, he's an exploratory keyhole. There is, it's too early to say. He could be back by January. All right. Next up, this uh, old Appy Chops himself made Marion. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. He says, I'm guessing Nigel and Sean are watching the Zoom call. Well, actually, we weren't. We forgot. Uh, question for Sean. Yes or no answers? As you believe in transparency, are the following classified by you as one of your senior source? You ready? Yes or no? Rita? No. Jack Sullivan? No. David Sullivan? On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. Yes. Yes. Andy Pincher? No. Ben Campbell? Yes. On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment <laughs> privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. My next one's favourite. Tara Warren. Yes. On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. The uh, England cricket star, Ben Illingworth. On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. Or Geordie Ben. Nice man, I keep being told. I don't know him. Hey, to be fair, he is a nice man. I, I don't, he is. He, Ben's a nice guy. I did say to him once, I don't understand people like you, and he thought I was taking the piss out of his accent, but it wasn't at all like that. Look, Marion's missed a lot of people, a lot of important no, people in the club. Be. On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. All right. Uh, Dougie Robinson. No. <laughs> no. Last up. How long is this late list? Oh, I haven't been dinner yet. It's Dodsey. Sorry? Dodsey. Dodsey, no. What is he? One of my sources. No. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, he's put in a UK court, there's no right to silence and there's no equivalent of the Fifth Amendment. Right, but we're not in a UK court. We're not in a UK court. We're on a bloody podcast. Quick question. Yes or no answer. Would you swap Haller for Rani? Yes. 
now. Len? No. No. Uh, Len, he watched a good yeah. high performance last night. Uh, how do you rate the cartoon art of Jamie Hewlett? I'm a fan. I'm a fan of most art, but yeah, I do like him. He done the um, um, the uh, graphics for the Beijing Olympics as well. He does like a lot of like uh, mountain tops and stuff like that. It's cool stuff. I like it. Yes. Uh, and then he's got a question for me. What did it surprise you that Wales makes more varieties of cheese other than Kefili? No. He said, uh, in fact, my original hometown even has a cheese named after it called Yefeni. Uh, th- well, Cheddar's only down the road. And why is it that you struggle to pronounce Welsh names when I find it easy to pronunciation both in-towner and out-of-towner names? Because you, you ain't got bleeding vowels in your letter. You just have like 30 consonants. You couldn't play like... What's that game? Countdown? You couldn't play Countdown in Welsh, could you? Can I have a consonant, please? Can I have a consonant, please? Can I have a consonant, please? That's three L's. Yeah, that's all right. We can get a word out of that. Consonant, please. That's another L. Yeah, a consonant, please. That's a Y. Consonant, please. Consonant, please. Consonant, please. And a vowel. There you go. Welsh countdown. <sighs> Sean Dugan. Oh, oh, Brady out. <laughs> Brady out. Sean Dugan. Uh, he says, Evening, gents. Great away performance. Kufau and Rice, standout players for me. Allah's a confidence player. If he can stick a few away against Palace, we'll see a different player over Christmas. I'm with you, Sean. Not sure anyone can go to the game now. We're in tier three. He's got Amazon Prime free for a month as they're doing a deal for teachers. So happy days. Amers United survey completed. Sean, if uh, if you got Amers United, uh, if you got Amazon Prime, therefore not only do you get to watch the game, you can watch everybody's second team. Well done. And the footballers' football show. What's it called? Well done, that football sketch show. Football sketch show. So check out the football sketch show and everybody's second team as well, free on Amazon Prime. And and, and the um, the ambassador's quite good. It's an old one, but it's... Uh, and I watched a marathon film, and that was bloody excellent, to be fair. <laughs> uh, Alan Woody Woodhouse, old PG himself, he says, uh, spending any time talking about football this week, fillers, or is it all politics and protests again? Oh, it's Naysayer. Well, he was the one last week on Twitter, wasn't he, moaning? Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. Thought he was a football podcast talking about... We had Amish United. What do you want to do? Yeah. He said he's got a question. I don't know if we should answer it, but anyway, do we need any additions? We can ask it. Do we need to make any additions in the squad in January or can we wait till summer? Don't give a shit. Wait till summer. I can wait till summer. Oh, yeah, I'm with... Yeah. As long as we don't yeah, lose anyone. Yeah. On the condition we don't lose anyone. Yeah. Charlie Cooper, evening, gents. He says, with Antonio still injured, who would you rather play up top than Allah? Well, I'd keep Allah up top, to be fair. Oh, yeah, Malenko. He's put, as this is a cheese podcast, have you tried this? It's the dog's bollocks. Brady out. It's called <coughs> Christmas pudding cheese. 
made Ooh, by Now you talk. C R O O M E cheese. Uh, I'm having well, a look at this. What's he say good about it? <coughs> I love Christmas pudding. So yeah, it's not like cheese, it. is it? Well, it's an oh, I need to know what it's like for over thirty years. That's what it says. It's got not got pictures. I haven't. I haven't found Christmas pudding cheese. There you go. Christmas pudding cheese by Crooms. C R O O M E. Ian, grab it. This is probably too late. But evening, all he said. What was the questionnaire done for? It was to find out what you thought he. To be who, by who? By Hammers United or the club? I don't know. He didn't say. By Hammers United, they want to find out if they're representative of the club. We need to do one over Hammers United by releasing theirs 24 hours before. Right. And then make up the answers anyway. Oh, DJ Russie, Black Bomber, Budden uh, has put up a picture of Black Bomber cheese. Oh, nice. Oh, it's Welsh. Black Bomber Snowdonia Cheese Company. Extra mature cheddar. He also says he's still pressing that button. Uh, Well, someone's got a button, (laughs) aren't they? To be fair, mate. Uh, Don't forget... Still earning the money to press a button. Not a bad job if you can get it, eh? Yes. No. He's put, don't forget... Iron Supporting Food Bank Quiz Night on Thursday, 9pm. You can enter by donating £10 to the Iron Supporting Food Bank Just Giving site with the message QUIZ in the donation screen. Then message me on Facebook or Twitter and I'll send you the link. Now, just remind me, Len, you need to have a word with our boy, Rassi, because he's got an opportunity of exclusive content again on Wednesday. He's, He's... He's back to the exclusive area, isn't he? Pardon? He's back to exclusive area. The the fans are going again. So he's he's got exclusive Yeah. Area. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. You got me. You're yeah, you way. got the place to yourself again. Fuck your ideas up. <laughs> yeah, I just realised what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got the he's got the low stadium to himself again. Yeah. He so he's got the exclusive. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, a bit of exclusive content as one of the only fans in the stadium because all the media departments support other teams. Yeah. Except for one who we don't talk about because he's a... No, no, we won't go there. He's a digger. Oh, your mate, Sean. <laughs> he who, not, who will not be mentioned. Move on, then, because I ain't eaten my dinner yet. And thus, oh, actually, yes. No, that ends Facebook, but hold up. Oh, someone asked me. Sorry, I just remembered. I, I, I had someone asked me on my email, um, on my work email, someone who's not on Twitter or Facebook. I can't blame them, to be honest. Yeah, true. Uh, how is he going to – he'd like to ask a question. Yeah. And it is, if he hasn't got Facebook or Twitter, how do you ask a question? Well, how did he ask you that? Well, he emailed me. Oh, he can email you then. I can... like I ain't getting enough emails in a minute. <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> I've got Go an on. open email that is on my Twitter. They can email me at Mr. West Ham Football at gmail.com. That email will get to me and I'll make sure the question gets answered. There you go. If you haven't got a, a Twitter or Facebook, we just made 
the, the podcast even longer. Yeah, Mr. West Ham Football at gmail.com. As long as Gmail and Google are up, of if, course. If people got yeah. my phone number, they can text me yeah. or message me. Um, getting close to you on Super 6, by the way, Nigel. Slowly but surely, you're getting it. Surely, but yeah. still not there yet. Yeah, go on. Anyway, moving on. Uh, anything on Twitter? Mark Reamer, or Kevin, as we like to call him. Yeah. Uh, since now the Tartan Simeone's taken us to the Champions League, it says GSB out is no longer trending and it's no longer in fashion. Are the GSB out brigade a fickle bunch? No, I don't think so. No. As, as Andy said last week, um, and I'll try not to hold against Andy, he doesn't like cheese. Um, it wasn't their campaign. They sort of latched onto it by his own admission. I wish people would embrace the Brady out campaign more. Just think about what we're saying. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. this is the this is the thing. While it seems to have become a bit of a joke now, the, the Brady out bit was was a serious thing. In that, actually, yeah, she is the yeah. one person. She is. That, that, she's that a day to day running. Yeah. She's an employee. Yeah, yeah, and she's just bringing. I'm going to say the word disrepute to the club. Yeah. Brady out. Dare I say it? She could be the, sacri- the sacrificial lamb. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No one would miss her. Brady out, Brady out, Brady out. Paul T. Lincoln Hammer. He's one for our next. Oh, he's a massive fan of ours. He's put well worth a listen if you enjoy your podcast. Not so much about the footy, but all about the people and the lives. He thinks you and I are very, very funny together. Well. Little and large. Walkham and Wise. Well, I'm not sure about that. Tony Hancock and Sid. <laughs> yeah, let's get more close to it. <laughs> Peter Dudley and... Yeah, okay, I love the old Tony Hancock. Dudley and Oh, I love Tony Hancock. He's, he's Dudley great. Dudley maybe. Peter uh, yeah, yeah. We are out of date, yeah. yeah. Alas, Smith and Jones, maybe. I know I'm getting... Cannon Ball. Cannon Ball. That's it. Cannon no, no, you, you keep mentioning dead people. Everyone you mention... Cannon and Payne, How about... Oh, Aiden God, Payne? no. No, nothing like them. Uh, All right. Fucking wind and rain. Says, King's not the answer. He's injured since the start of November. Need a new monk with us to get fit. 29 in January. Huge wave in no cell on the 33. You're moving away from your mic, Nigel. He's got to read Facebook, isn't he? Uh, so on Twitter. Should be looking at mid-20s players where we can improve with decent scoring record. Brady out. Brady out. Oh. And that does actually end Facebook Twitter press time. Right, Thank well, you. we've gone over two hours with yeah. you. Um, let's let's uh, do quick predictions. Well, obviously, we play Palace. Two games. Have we got two games? When's when's oh, the no. um, yeah? Because we play Monday night against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say that. I thought it was on the twenty first. So, um, although we probably won't record record on the twenty first, so there are two games to yeah. Right, predictions, Nigel. Uh, Palace three two win. Yeah. Chelsea one all draw. I think there'll be goals in the Palace game. I'll, go, I'll say two two, and Chelsea. I'm going to go for nil nil. Well, thanks you two. You've left me my famous one nil. So. so I'll go one nil Palace, one nil Chelsea. I think we win both. 
six points. At me Christmas uh, to West Ham. Uh, we'll be back, I'm sure, before the Christmas break. Because uh, we carry on. We're not fair weather, are we? We carry on whatever. Oh, no. um, but uh, I've been oh, short. Time. <laughs> right, when was the last week without a more than just a podcast? I don't know. I think you've actually long managed to do. We could end up next week, and that'll be like week 52. Wow. Wow. Um, I've been Sean. Lennon's been... Tired. Nigel has been... Grafting. Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. just a podcast. Now, we're a little bit shorter than last week. Shave off a little bit each week. Trying to get back down to that under two hours. Do you think George Plaid to send the kid off to sleep? Yeah. Nothing you're asleep. Lullaby. Wake up now! <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.